I'd like to have right now is for all you dirty, ugly, wrestling podcast listeners, keep the noise down, turn the volume up while the three of us break down WrestleMania and show you what a real podcast sounds like. Hit the music. And then Ravishing Rick Mute. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I you, got you. Okay. You feel me on that yeah, one? I, I, like, I know I you like didn't this. watch wrestling a while back. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about, yeah. Jam and Jason. I remember those days. Like, we are back. Big Ugly, I said it. I, thank you. Thank we, you, sir. I, we got to say it all the time. <laughs> thank you. We are back, and this is the one-year anniversary of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are joined once again by... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the mansion, in the house. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great Absolutely. Be here. You guys braved the tornadoes happening in the state of Maryland today. Coming down to do the podcast. You guys are all safe? We're all safe. Absolutely, yeah. man. We couldn't miss talking about WrestleMania. Oh, my goodness. All things WrestleMania, at least... Just about 20 hours of wrestling program on the network, on USA. Man, oh man. And today, we are going to put over Diet Coca-Cola because Jam and Jason has brought this in a couple of times. Tell us about Diet Coca-Cola. Uh, it keeps me awake, the caffeine. <laughs> Even the diet portion. That's right. Now, is there a difference between Coke Zero and Diet Coke? Can you guys taste the difference? Oh, absolutely. Slight difference. Slight difference. Really? Coke Zero is more like original Coca-Cola. Yes. But zero calories. Yes. Right. Apparently. I don't know, man. That, I enjoy that, Coke Zero. It, it tastes the same to me. Maybe I got to taste them again, like back side down. by side. Yeah, back to back. You got to yep. do a taste test. Yeah. I got to try that. I know there's Pepsi Max. That's what they used to have. But I think there's Pepsi Zero now. Yes. So yes. very much like Coke Zero, I'm assuming. I think so. I haven't okay. had And Pepsi yet. doesn't have aspartame now. They advertise that a lot. Aspartame? Yeah, aspartame. Is that what it is? Aspartame. <laughs> aspartame. This Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast <laughs> sponsored by Aspartame. Um, 30% well, more eye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Rikishi's gimmick? I remember that. Um, hey, <laughs> check this out, man. Uh, we've been looking to do this all week, and we wanted to brave the tornadoes, brave the storms, because, yes, Big Ugly, we're going to talk about all things WrestleMania. Jam and Jason, you got your printout sheet here. You did your uh, research on this one, so we appreciate you. Conrad Thompson, this biatch. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to pull that out. Can I do that? That's, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Still PG. Still PG. Yeah. I mean, we don't have Desert Storm on here right yeah. now. <laughs> then it would be R. Yeah. All things R. Look. Uh, what we're going to do in this intro, we're going to break down. We're going to go from beginning to end and just do the quick results like we did before. Big Ugly, you okay with that? Absolutely. Jam and Jay? Oh, yeah. Cool. And then what we're going to do is after the quick results, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to break down a whole lot of this. So this might be a lengthy podcast, and we do appreciate. We appreciate EWA Pro Wrestling Superstars coming on, doing interviews. We appreciate on Saturday, May 13th, it's going to be Faith No More 3 Interaction, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are on sale right now, uh, calling 443-858-2755. But we're going to get back to EWA Pro Wrestling on future podcasts. This is all about... WrestleMania. That's kind of like I love it. the Vince thing. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what, Vince McMahon had to be back there in a gorilla position on the headset and he had to be happy. Uh, this was some great wrestling over the past few days. What do you think? Oh, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, man. I, I loved it. WrestleMania was great. All seven hours of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the Camping World Stadium, which they didn't say very much. They kept calling it the Citrus Bowl. Yes. So, they did, yeah. 
I don't know. And I was in the Citrus Bowl last time. They had WrestleMania. They had about 74,000 people there. Apparently, they had 75,000 people there. Broke their own record. That's okay. I was still part of 101,000 in Dallas. There you go. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. I, go. Was, I was the one <laughs> in 101,000. Um, but we're going to get to that. So... Yeah. Um, and next year, they're going back to New Orleans. They are going Man, I really, back. I really would like to go there because, first of all, I love New Orleans. So to go back to New Orleans and be at WrestleMania would be great. You might want to check that out because uh, they're going to have seventy or 80,000 people in there. And it's going to be a whole WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure they're going to do the whole event. So, Big Ugly, you could uh, go to your first WrestleMania. First time, man. That would be great. Man. Um, all right. Let's talk about a lot of different things. This WrestleMania weekend started off with the Hall of Fame. Uh, good show on the WWE Network. Lots of good speeches. Lots of good inductions. Um, Kurt Angle, of course, headlining, who is now the general manager of Monday Night Raw, which we'll get into. So he's back on TV. He's doing his thing. Um, and we had Teddy Long, who... Gave his gimmick all weekend long, you know, holla, holla, holla. You know, they even teased him being the general manager coming out on Monday Night Raw, which is fantastic. Oh, my bad, player. Um, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP. Got to put over DDP Yoga because that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, Maybe they had, should uh, sponsor us. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll put them over. <laughs> we will put them over. We'll put anybody over yeah. to sponsor us. We have Beth Phoenix, who is the wife of WWE Hall of Famer superstar, uh, the rated R superstar Edge, and I gotta say, Tony Chimmel coming out and announcing him during the Hall of Fame—that was my markout moment. We'll get to that. You guys see that? Anyway, I did not see that. Did no. you hear about that? No. No, nah, because uh, Beth Phoenix tried to put over Edge, you know, her husband or whatever, and she was gonna call him out, but then Tony Chimmel, ring announcer, came out and said, "Wait a minute, Beth." We're going to announce him as the 11-time World Heavyweight Champion, the Rated R Superstar. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. I marked out for it. It was fantastic. Oh. Ravishing Rick Rude, as I started off this podcast, he went into the Hall of Fame. His son actually inducted him in the Hall of Fame, which was great. Um, Eric Legrand, the gentleman who was paralyzed during a football game, and he's now... Uh, can I make a confession? Oh, you can? i got to get it off my chest. What's up? When you started the podcast, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I knew after you said Rick Rude, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I was faking it till I make it, but that's okay. I'll just confess that I did not know what the hell you well, were talking about. Well, we know on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast that you're not, you know, the fan of pro wrestling way back. Now, now, Jamie Jason, you get the way back machine. You and I have been doing this for a long time. Way back. Uh, watching wrestling. So you knew where I was going with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You didn't think I was just talking out of my, no. you know what. No. But anyway, and the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners, some of them, hopefully, they know what's up, too. Um, we had, so Eric Legrand uh, got the Warrior Award, and uh, then we had, you know, there was a couple of Legacy Hall of Famers, but all in all, a good event. So, moving on. That was Friday night. On Saturday night, we had NXT TakeOver Orlando from the Amway Center. Amway Center in Orlando sold out Saturday out Friday and Saturday, also Monday and Tuesday for Raw and SmackDown. So 15,000 people a night. Not bad, huh? And Jamie and Jason, we watched NXT TakeOver together. Yes, we did. Yes. We did. You liked the event? I loved it. It was good? It was very good. Very good. Why don't you hit the quick results for me for the, uh, just the quick results for NXT. You got that on there? Uh, yeah, here we go. Just the quick results. Go ahead. Okay, we got Sanity opened up as the winner versus um, Roderick Strong, Ty Dillinger, Ruby Riot, and Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Gotcha. And that was a surprise. Cassius Ono filled in for... Um, no Way Jose? No Way Jose. And I like No Way Jose. He's a good one. I yep. like it. Who was next? Uh, Alistair Black over... Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, how about that? Well, those guys were new to me. First time seeing yeah. both of those guys. Debut of Alistair Black. Yep. 
Go on. Um, the Triple Threat Elimination Tag Team Match was an excellent, excellent match. Absolutely. The Authors of Pain came out on top. Yes, they um, did. We can talk about some of that later on. We will. The NXT Women's Title Match, Ember Moon versus Asaka. Asuka. Asuka. Uh, don't I say that wrong. wrong. I said they were wrong. They're going to get you. Asuka. <laughs> you have to forgive me. This was my first takeover. That's all event, right. So. No, it was a good one. And Asuka. Asuka went over on that one. And, and she's still undefeated. Yes, she is. Right, yeah. And turning heel, but we'll get into that. And who was next? One more. Bobby Roode over Shinsuke. I'm going to say Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Yep. For the NXT title. New championship belts all on NXT. The women, the tag, the the heavyweight, all new belts. Whom uh, is no longer in NXT. We'll talk about that. Oh, my goodness. What's yes. that? Shinsuke? Shinsuke. I yes. know. Uh, big surprise on SmackDown Live. And we got a superstar shakeup coming next week. I have no idea what that means, but we're going to get into that, too. So thank you for the quick results of that. Um... Big Ugly, do you have about an hour and a half to go over the quick results of uh, WrestleMania? Because uh, that's, that's about what it's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you want me to do it? I got it in front of me. Yeah, you do it. You want me to do as it? As usual, I have no notes. That's so. all right. <laughs> we, we got, we're got we Conrad Thompson yeah, over here, and yeah. you are the Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being the right. Bruce Pritchard. Right. Um, so we had a whole lot of things. The New Day hosting WrestleMania. They came out several times. They did a great job. Um, we had uh, in the pre-show, the kickoff show, we had... We had Neville uh, defeating Austin Aries to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Great match there. We had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which there was a lot of surprises in. And the winner, Mojo Raleigh, representing Maryland. He had Maryland all over his tights, and he won the Andre the Giant. And Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots, boo, got involved in that too. The Gronk. Um, and then uh, one more kickoff show. We had Dean Ambrose in the kickoff show, defending the Intercontinental Championship and winning against Baron Corbin. Uh, then that was the kickoff show. We have more to go. The one that led off the show, which I think stole the show, which was fantastic, Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. Oh, my goodness. And AJ Styles won, but what a fantastic match. Um, and who could have saw that coming? I, I didn't. I expected nothing out of that match, actually. Absolutely not. But it was great. I mean, I think it stole the show. There was a lot of great WrestleMania moments, but I think that whole match stole the show. Um, Going on, and I know I'm not going to do this in order, but uh, the last one will be the last one. But John Cena and Nikki Bella defeated The Miz and Maurice in a tag team match. Miz so over in that match. Miz controlled the whole match then john cena and nikki won and then of course we had the proposal heard around the world john cena proposed to nikki bella and nikki bella said yes i said nikki bella should have said no and turned heel but what are you gonna do um we had a tag team triple threat match ladder match for the Raw Tag Team Championship Triple Threat, which turned into a four-way, guys. We had Gallows and Anderson. We had Sheamus and Cesaro. We had Enzo and Big Cass. And we had the big return of the marvelous, deletion, wonderful, the Hardy Boys. And they're still calling them boys, guys. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Those are grown men. (laughs) These are the Hardy grown men. But uh, they got a huge pop. Um, and uh, they came out and they actually won the tag team championships in their first match back. So good for them. Let's see if they get into the whole deletion gimmick, the whole broken gimmick, but we'll get into that. 
Um, we had a match that almost got bumped, but it was in there. We had the SmackDown Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss defending against everybody. Yeah, man, I got to say, I'm going to just cut you off real quick. I thought that match was going to get bumped because they were way over time. Yes. I was like, that women's match is finished. And so once they, once I heard the music, I was like, oh, wow, they actually going to keep going with this. I was honestly very, <clears throat> I don't know, I was very adamant that this match should not get bumped. You know, because they've been putting over these women and uh, they've been trying to put over that title. And if this match got bumped, that would just take and everybody. I think, yeah, I think that's the reason they didn't. They, you know at this saying? point, they can't. You can't claim to want to put emphasis on a women's revolution. Yeah. And then once again, the women get the short end of the stick. You know, you can't do it. No. Uh, and I mean, they put it on. It was it was second to last. And they did a good job. They didn't cut the match short or anything like that. This uh, definitely went over on time. This show went to about midnight Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. It, it was my understanding this match was supposed to be on the pre-show originally. Yes. It really? was. Okay. Got bumped up to out. the main card. They swapped right. it with the Intercontinental title. Wow. That's right. That's so. That's that's pretty good in itself. That's strong. Um, that is strong. And uh, and they also let they uh, hometown girl won, and they Damn. let her have her moment again in the ring. They didn't even cut that short. They so. didn't. They let her get over at the yeah. end, which was great. So Naomi won that match. Um, let's go to the Raw side on the women. So we had Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. And I got to say, this was the. Uh, uh, I want to say this this was the weakest match of the night for me, honestly. Um, Nia Jax showed fantastic, love it, everything Nia Jax did, but as soon as she was eliminated first, that match kind of went nowhere. But uh, Bailey won. Bailey kept the title. Yeah. So how about that? No heel turns, no nothing. Uh, Chris Jericho defending the United States Championship against Kevin Owens in, the, I believe that was the second match on the show, and Kevin Owens won the title. And uh, one of the best spots I've ever seen, the finger on the ropes. Yes, yes. I never I that. have that seen was, that before. That was, such a, that was such a hill move. I loved it. It yeah. really was. Just the finger. It was great. Um, so let's get into uh, some of the upper upper card. We had the WWE Championship, which the Royal Rumble winner, Randy Orton, and he won the title against Bray Wyatt in one of the weirdest matches I've ever seen because they actually did an overhead shot and turned off the lights and turned on the screen on the ring and had maggots and worms and all kinds of other stuff, which was weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll go into my feelings on that later. All yeah, right, because all right, yeah, because I got feelings about yeah. that too. But you know, Randy Orton did win the title. Moving mm. on, um, we had a match that turned out to be a heck of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title, and Brock Lesnar won, which a lot of us have been saying for a while. Um, that match went longer than it was expected to go, True. and actually they hit all the weaknesses and exemplified everything that they could do well, which was just one or two moves each. Uh, and it was great. I'm actually very, very happy with that, yeah. but we'll get into that later. So Brock Lesnar, the new Universal Champion. And then the main event, the last match on the show, after seven hours of WrestleMania, it was The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns won the match. Uh, Undertaker could have looked a lot worse in this match, but I think, again, they hid the negatives, exemplified the positives. And then after the whole thing was over, guys, it was emotional, it was sad, but we all knew it was coming. Undertaker actually put his ring gear back on as they were doing the replays. He took off his jacket. He took off his gloves, he took off his hat, left him in the ring, walked away, went back up the ramp and descended back into the ramp, and that's how it ended. Undertaker retired after, oh man, 25 plus 30 years, I don't know, long time. Very sad. Yeah. yeah. Can we call this an official retirement because it hasn't been announced yet? 
Well, there th- that's the speculation. That's the rumor and innuendo going. I mean, there's no other way for a pro wrestler to go out except just leaving his boots in the ring usually. But this was, what would you say, Jam and Jason? You think this is uh, pretty much it? I do. I do. I think it is. But the fact that he put his gear back on. He mm-hmm. puts their gear back on after losing the match. Right. <laughs> to leave the ring. <laughs> so just the fact that he put his gear back on and then made that symbolic gesture to take it off, fold it up, set it right in the middle of the ring, and Man. then leave. And then he went over and kissed his wife. Yes, he did. Way out of character. Yes, way out of character. For the dead man version of the character, that was was pretty out of It was. But, uh, you know, very emotional. But I was still hooked after seven hours. But that ended WrestleMania. Yes. By the way, the set was fantastic. Uh, The whole ultimate thrill ride, the roller coaster gimmick, um, and the 85-yard ramp. Oh, my God. It took everybody forever to get down. It really did. Um... And luckily, The Undertaker rose into halfway down the ramp, so he didn't have to walk all the way down. But, you know, we'll get into that later. So, WrestleMania, great show, seven hours long. That was on Sunday. And then, just to touch on Monday and Tuesday a little bit, Monday Night Raw, and we just kind of watched the beginning of this. Um, We watched one of the greatest opens in Monday Night Raw history. It started off with an Undertaker chant for about five or six minutes, which turned into a Roman sucks chant for about two or three minutes. And as that died off just a little bit, they played Roman Reigns music and what an enormous chorus of booze that he got. And Roman just came out walking slow, methodically owning it, came down in the ring and he got in the ring and they were booing him and cursing at him using the F word. The fans were all over him. And uh, at some point he tried to put the microphone up. He got booed. He tried to put the microphone up again. Boo, 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 boo. Roman owned it, and at one point we all just saw this. He actually motioned and said, I got him in the palm of my hand. And he really did. That was great. That was and then all he said was five words, Big Ugly. What did he say? Man, I wish I had known that this, he was going to put me on the spot. You I said it. Thought it <laughs> he said, this is my yard now. This is yep. my yard now. No, I mean, and that's what we do here. We go off on tangents. But, man... Roman Reigns is the guy. He is the guy. I love it. It is fantastic. He's not turned heel, but by association, he's just more over than anybody. So, fantastic. Also, during Monday Night Raw, a whole lot of different things. Uh, The Hardy Boys came back. They defended their championships and successfully won them. We don't have the whole broken gimmick yet, but we're getting there. They're teasing it. Um, So, we had Emma making a return. Not Emmalina, but Emma. Came back and made a return to Monday Night Raw, and she actually looked pretty good in the ring. The Revival came up from NXT, Dash and Dawson, yep. which we saw Jam and Jason on the, uh, the NXT, yep. the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Finn Balor made his glorious return, and he lasted more than one night, which is great because that's all he lasted <laughs> a, after the last time. Yep. That's a great one. Um, they had uh, Jericho, Chris Jericho was injured by uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, so I don't know where that's going to lead. Uh, Vince came out Monday Night Raw, ha ha ha, Vince, uh, and he announced the new general manager of Monday Night Raw, and Teddy Long came out and stole the thunder, which was great. <laughs> Teddy Long left, and then Kurt Angle came out, and Vince said, you better go, do, do, do a good job, pal. You know, that was it. So uh, that was great, and we talked about that. And actually, after Monday Night Raw went off the air on USA, it came back up on the network for a few minutes, and Goldberg came out. Music played, Pyro played, Goldberg came out and basically was a shoot interview, uh, a shoot promo, I should say, and basically said goodbye. Really? He did. Wow, okay. So that's a new piece of information. That actually happened uh, after Monday Night Raw. He said, this is not scripted, this is not a promo, this is me talking from the heart. 
So you can cheer me, you can boo me, but I came out and I did what I needed to do for my son, for my wife, and for the WWE universe. Two but, big retirements. Right. Two big retirements. Goldberg re-retired again, but he yeah. said never say never. True. So after 12 years, he came back when nobody thought we'd ever see him again. Yep. So that guy, you never know. You know, they yeah. could use, they need that music, sell some merchandise, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I mean, I like this run from Goldberg. It was I think, a good I think run. it was good. I think it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Right. I think it was just right. Yeah. And they his, made it his last pro, Right. His promo work had improved. Yeah, very much so. you know, um, I, I liked it. And they made it run all the way from before Survivor Series all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. So that's pretty good. The story was cool. Brock not being able to overcome. Goldberg, and then finally, you know, he does it. So, he uh, did yeah. it. Yeah. And he won the title in the same way. And then we had SmackDown on Tuesday night, and we had Ty Dillinger making his main roster debut. This wasn't just a one-shot Royal Rumble deal. He came up, for what, real. Was it a perfect 10? It was a perfect 10. Um, crowd loved it. Crowd's into it. Crowd chants 10 for everything going on. They even did it during the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he wanted to give him a 10 suplex, yeah. and he did. So... Uh, Ty Dillinger is over and his gimmick is over. And of course, we talked about this a little earlier, Shinsuke Nakamura making his SmackDown Live debut. Just interrupting The Miz and Maurice as they were impersonating once again John Cena and Nikki Bella, which was fantastic. Uh, the whole thing has been great. But Shinsuke didn't come out and say anything. All they did was play the violin music, play his intro. He came out and did his gimmick and left. That's it. That was a little weird, but... That's all they needed to do. They just needed to introduce him. Yeah, but I, I think the weird part for me was the fact that the Miz and Maurice was in the ring. Like if they were gone and they did that, I would have been like, OK, but it's like typically if another wrestler's in the ring and you come out, you're like, it seems like you're going to start like a feud or something. Right. But that kind of didn't happen. So it didn't. So we don't know what's yeah, going to happen with Shinsuke yet. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen with this superstar, superstar shakeup. Yeah, I mean, very true. That, that could be a draft type thing. Draft trades, trades. Uh, you know, new people coming up. Anything could happen. Yeah. So I'm very excited to watch Raw and SmackDown next week for that. Um, we also had Eric Rowan coming back after about a year being injured. So uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Shane and AJ had a spot in the ring where they showed respect to each other, handshake. Even though AJ tried to punk him out a little bit, but that's okay. They shook hands. And I think that was great because, as I said, they had the best WrestleMania match on the card, in my opinion. So they shook hands. Good deal. Um, Bray Wyatt announced some kind of House of Horrors match that he wants to have in his rematch with Randy Orton. I mean, hopefully that's not a uh, Vince Russo-type WCW gimmick. Because yeah. I remember a House of Horrors match way back when, and they had an electric chair in the middle of the ring. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they Ab Abdul the Butcher? Abdullah the Butcher, that's yeah. right. They fried him up on uh, WCW. <laughs> in the middle of the ring. In the middle of the ring. That was a terrible, terrible uh, idea. Um, and then NXT was on on the network on Wednesday night. That was basically... They showed matches from what the pre-show was from NXT TakeOver Orlando, and they didn't really do anything except Bobby Roode uh, shot a promo after the fact, after he had won and defended, defended successfully the championship, and he just basically said, this is Bobby Roode's NXT now. And Drew McIntyre coming back to NXT. He was in the front row of the championship yeah. match, and he makes his return to NXT next week. And then what's next for Asuka? What's next for the Authors of Pain? Who knows? But... Man, I blew myself up just talking about that recap. Good Lord. So if Drew and the Hardys are back, yeah. there's hope that my boy Eli Drake will come back to NXT. Eli Drake. They should sign him, and they should keep the same game. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, before he had that Slate Randall who never really – they never they never debuted him nope. um, before he got released. So he's pretty over in uh, uh, TNA, so it would be cool to bring him back. Absolutely. 
So that's the quick rundown. How long have we been going, Big Ugly? Man, we're already at 23 minutes. All right, wow. so that's the quick rundown <laughs> of all things WrestleMania. So what do you say we take a short break, guys? And after we take a short break, we just come in and you guys just dive in wherever you want. Whatever thoughts, feelings, emotions, rumors, innuendo, whatever you got. God damn it, pal. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't help it. Um, by the way, Bruce Pritchard, love to know podcast on the uh all things WWE, oh, well, that's the Bruce Richard, the Undertaker podcast coming out this week, so check it out. Wait, they're doing an Undertaker one? They are doing an Undertaker oh, podcast. this is going to be great. They did a Hulk Hogan podcast last week. Yeah, early I, couldn't, Hulk I couldn't get into it, but yeah. Again, that's earlier stuff. That's more for me and Jam yep. and Jason. Yep. But uh, Undertaker podcast this week, and also the Edge and Christian podcast, the uh, Pod of Awesomeness. That's pretty neat. That's oh, they have one. a podcast now? They really do. So is it is it like WWE uh, Network, or is this is their... No, this is on iTunes, and this is on SoundCloud, all the places uh, where you can find us. Shoot. The ENC Pod, the Edge and Christian Pod of Awesomeness. That's great. Um, and they actually have this thing, it's a gimmick where you can leave them a voicemail, and they're going to have a voicemail contest of impersonations, and I actually called and left them a couple of messages, so... That's, all, that's great. <laughs> I really did. Gave them some Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Gave them some, uh, you know, things like that. So, yeah, Edge and Christian now have a podcast. Uh, have they had anybody on there? They've had Goldberg was their first guest, and uh, Shane McMahon was their second guest. Nice. Oh, wow. So, and I think the third guest is Beth Phoenix, which is Edge's wife. So, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to break down all things WrestleMania for you. So, uh, Jim and Jason, why don't you take us in the break? Take us in the break. That's it. Take us in a break. That's it. All right. That's the way we <laughs> that do it. Works. Here we go. Awesome. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We are back, you heard? We're back on the Dirty We're Ugly <laughs> on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And once again, we are here with Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the house, in the mansion, talking all things WrestleMania. I got to put this out there. Um, our most recent podcast guest, the Prince of Pop Style, TJ Sykes, uh, that was a great interview, and uh, he said he really appreciated the Lionel Richie that you stuck in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was, great, that was a nice yeah. surprise uh, when we all listened to the podcast, and he actually... That, that was for him, man. He did supremacy. I give him Lionel Richie. That was fantastic. There you go. And it, what, what will happen with TJ Sykes? What will happen with Supremacy? Check us out in EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook and uh, at EWAMaryland.com. Come to Faith No More 3 and Parkville, Maryland on Saturday, May 13th at Tall Cedars Hall. But we're going to continue talking about things WrestleMania. What did you say when we were offline? You said when oh. I said you were going to take us in the break, Jam and Jason, and you were just like, take us in the break. What did you want to say? There was something I should have said. What was that? We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Absolutely. There we go. There you go. So that'll take us from break back into uh, the segment here. So we're going to talk all things WrestleMania, NXT, Hall of Fame. Uh, Big Ugly, you got your hand up. You said you needed to say something. Yeah, man. You're first. All right. So everybody was super excited about the Hardys coming back. That's right. The Hardy boys. I think we we all thought, because we talked about last time, that either they were going to come back on a Monday we most I think we all thought it was going to be the Monday after WrestleMania. Yes, we did. But it came back on WrestleMania. They did. I was excited to see the Hardys, man, but I am super disappointed 
that they're just the Hardy Boys and there's no broken gimmick. It's like, I, I don't know. You got some of your thoughts. I'm excited to see Hardy Boys. I'm concerned. And here's why I'm, before you go, here's why I'm concerned. Is this going to be another case of like the Deadlies when they came back where it's like you got that that big fan reaction because right. of the nostalgia. Right. And then after about, you know, two months, you know, they're, they're back in obscurity. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're kind of the the, the uh, generation of the past or the gimmick of the past. You know what I mean? Right. And the original Hardys, what were they known for? They were known for that extreme, those extreme matches. Sure. Well, all of that's kind of, that's like a bygone era now. You know, it's like we've seen all of that. Right. So these, the broken characters gave you more, you know, entertainment. Right. right? But they don't have that now. I'm just concerned. Your guys' thoughts. Okay. Jamie and Jason. Uh, well, first of all, I think they're going to they're gonna lead up to that. They're going to do their own version of the broken gimmick. Um, I think you're going to see that at, at some point. But on the flip side, I think, I don't, I don't really think it's a, it's like the Dudleys, because that was more of almost like a last stand type thing, a last retirement, last ride through the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hardys are kind of the most over thing going on in wrestling right now. Outside the WWE before they came right back in. True. It's the most you got delete, delete, delete going on in every match and every promotion everywhere. So I think you're going to see them sneak up into individual main event matches at some point over the next year or so. Okay. And uh, to capitalize on that, I, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a slow build. I don't yeah. think you can come in and slam everybody with the entire uh, gimmick that they were doing in TNA all at once. Now, anybody that's been following the Hardys, either one of them for the past year or so at all, they know the broken gimmicks, both of them. They know delete, delete, delete. They know obsolete. You know, They know all that kind of stuff. So... I think the Hardys coming back on the big stage using the classic music that they did, you know, that's good. They won the titles. They're not dressing broken. They're not acting broken, uh, but they're showing shades of it. Yeah, uh, so like it. every once in a while, you'll, you know, if, if they cut a promo, you'll hear, you know, it's wonderful, marvelous. He's not going way into it, but he's it's in it. You know, he was doing the delete thing a few times in the latter match. Yeah, he did. yeah so yeah. he did. You know, both of them actually set, kind of threw out the arm and did the delete thing. So I think it's a slow build, and that's a good idea. Um, they won the tag team championships first time out. I'm not upset about that. They're the Hardys. They can win the tag belts. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I did say that if Enzo and Cass didn't win, this spells problems for them, and... I'm concerned. <laughs> I really you're, am concerned. You're concerned about Enzo and Cass. Yeah, now. I am concerned. I'm concerned about the Hardys. I'm concerned about Enzo and Cass. I feel like they're going to just. I feel like they might send them to SmackDown, though. Well, they might send them to SmackDown and give them a new audience, and they may actually eventually break the two of them up because they can kind of do their own thing. You know, Enzo would be great in the cruiserweight division. You know what I mean? Uh, actually, Big Cass said that on the podcast with Chris Jericho, which was pretty cool. Big Cass has shown that he can. To hang in main event spots, yeah. you know, and he can do it on the mic. He can do it in the ring. I still I, like to turn him heel, though. Personally, I think Enzo would handle himself better in the main event spot than Big Cass. That little dude. I mean, he's like a Shawn Michaels. Well, like, that's, come on. That's where I was going. I like to turn them heel and do the Shawn Michaels diesel bodyguard. Dude, that, hey, that's cool, man. That that's kind of where I was going. Okay, with that, yeah. and then have I, them break up from there. Yeah, and then you go got, their separate ways. Yep, that'd be okay. pretty dope. New Age Michaels and Diesel. That's yeah. what we see, Jam and Jason, and, and you know we got the ideas, big ugly. I like this. We could do some fantasy booking here. Yeah, that seems good. So don't worry, they got plans, and if they don't got plans, Jam and Jason got plans. <laughs> yeah, for I, Enzo and Cass. That's right. I have more concerns. Oh, okay, <laughs> you got more concerns. 
Bray, can we talk about this Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton match? Yes, yes we yes. can. Oh my! Let's get All this right. one out of the way. Yeah. All right, yeah. So you mentioned earlier about the weirdness with the maggots and stuff like that. Right? That's right. I thought it was weird, but I was like, oh, it's cool. Randy was kind of playing it off like he was freaked out. He got out the ring and stuff like that. Yes. I was like, I, I don't know. It seemed a little too, as Bruce Pritchard would say, Gaga. Too much Gaga. <laughs> but anyway, it, it was all right. Bray Wyatt, is he a transitional champion? Like, what is this? I, don't, I didn't understand this. We kind of touched on that uh, last couple podcasts because he did win the title. What was that? The Elimination Chamber? No. Yeah. Uh, no, is no that it, right? was, it yeah. was Elimination Chamber. Okay. Yeah. I, I, they, they all run together for me. But, yeah, he won that title, Elimination Chamber, and then he lost it at WrestleMania. So I I don't know if it's transitional necessarily. I think Bray is still in the storyline, and they have rematches planned for these guys. And now they're beefing it up with more people. Like Luke Luke Harper is now back in on Randy Orton's side, and Eric Rowan's back in on Wyatt's side. So they got possibilities. Hopefully after the rematches are over, this doesn't end, and Bray gets the belt back. I hope that Randy Orton is the transitional champion and that he just won it so that they could get him over, win in the Royal Rumble, win in WrestleMania, win in the main event. Or not, you know what I mean, win in the championship at WrestleMania. He's had it 13 times. He doesn't need the title. Right, yeah. that, and that, and those were my thoughts. Um, I mean, the way I was thinking about this, that'd be okay. Is if eventually Bray wins it back with the Wyatt family coming back together, because you know at this point Luke Harper's kind of taking the side of Randy Orton. Right, but you know Bray continues to kind of work on him slowly because they had that one little thing in a match on SmackDown with Bray and Luke Harper where he kind of fell into a trance real quick. Yes. and then Bray got the sister Abigail on him. So it's like, you know, is this like a, a slow burn to like, you know, maybe all of them coming back together with Bray being champion? And, um, you know, that's what I would like to see anyway. I kind of mentioned that on one of the podcasts where it was a big swerve and then they fight each other. But then Randy Orton lays down and gives the title to Bray or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would like to see all of them come together. Uh, that would be great. I yeah. would love to see that. Now you got back. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got them all back. What do you think, Jamie J? Well, first of all, I'd like to add, add more people to the Wyatt family. Yeah. That is real life brother, Bo Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Give him a let give him grow Bo a beard. Dallas something to give do. Give him a beard. <laughs> Put him out there. He's got a beard. Does he have? Yeah, okay. he's yeah, got a beard. Grow a beard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put him out there. I'd put him out there. I'd believe in that. Yeah. But I, I was hoping Bray would get his WrestleMania moment. I, I was kind of disappointed that Randy. You don't think he still got a moment? I think he did he on the way in. He had a big smile on his face. That was yeah. kind of unlike him on the way into the ring. But I was, you know. He came in, he's faced a couple people over the last couple years. He faced John Cena, he faced The Undertaker. You know, he's got some things in. Uh, but now he's in. he was in a, I would say, main event type match yeah. for the for the championship. It was just such an but, odd but match. But the thing, it, it was an odd match. And the other thing that got me is that, once again, here's Randy the Hill, but he beat him clean. And, I, and it's like Bray was supposed to be doing all of this weird stuff to kind of get the advantage. It was just a quick ending to it. Yeah, yeah. and then he just—it it was just real quick. RKO I, I, out of nowhere. Right, and it, and it's still. Wait, is Randy the heel or is he? I'm, I, I don't I'm, think I'm Randy's confused. the heel in this. In this, I think Randy's the face, Randy's and it's just by association. Yeah. Okay. I think Bray's the heel. Okay. All right. So well, I guess that makes sense. I guess, but Bray, I think Bray it's, tried to use his tricks, but it didn't work. Right. Okay. But I think it can go further. Whatever this House of Horrors thing that they have figured out for uh, them on SmackDown, it could go further. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a decent match. A little bit of weirdness, a little bit of gaga going on. But, uh, you know, again, Randy Orton, he got the title. It's fine. And Bray Bray Wyatt got a little of WrestleMania moment, got to come down with the champion, you know, defend the title as a champion. So, pretty cool. Not bad. Who's next? Jim and Jason. What do you got? Uh, Let's see. Throw a name in there. Throw a match in there. 
Uh, what you want to talk about? Let's do the Shane McMahon, AJ Styles. Shane McMahon, AJ Styles. All right. Go for it. What you got? What do you think? Oh, it was an excellent match. It was probably one of my favorites on the card. Okay. I, I may have liked the Triple H Rollins match a little better, but... um. I didn't know if they got got to that in the quick results. I might have forgot that. that? I think you did. And the funny <laughs> thing is, I saw it come up on the TV, and I was like, I don't think I heard him mention Rollins and Triple H, but I figured we'd get to it. I anyway. apologize, and yeah. I don't mean to put those two down at all. And, and I, yeah, so sorry about that. That was a quick result, and Seth Rollins won. But we'll get to that. Okay. Um, we'll give that match its due. Go ahead, Jam and Jason. I love, you thought you love the match. I love the match. The variations on the coast to coast. Oh great. yes, and. Shane, you know, as, as we said last time, I don't know what he has to prove, but he proved a lot. He proved a lot. He can still, he can still go. Um, he doesn't really need to do these matches anymore, but nope. he just, he's a great competitor. He gets out there and risks his body, risks his life, basically. And he still puts on a great match, great show. And AJ Styles is wonderful. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. They seem like AJ may be turning face. Possibly. Not sure. Um, they had the sign of respect, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great. Now, I want to ask both of you a question. Now, I didn't see this match happen in the way it went down. There was a lot of a lot of chain wrestling, yes. a lot of back and forth, and it was actually very gripping, very compelling. I was, uh, you know, Shane McMahon wasn't a spot monkey, and AJ wasn't flying around all the way yeah. like through the beginning of the match. How'd you guys like that? I enjoyed that quite a bit. I, I feel like I feel like it was done purposefully. I feel like. They knew that it wasn't a lot of hope going into this match. You know, even Corey Graves was very candid on the network saying that he wasn't looking forward to this. So, right. You know, I think that Shane realizes that, you know, he's not known as somebody that can actually go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not in that aspect. Not in that right. aspect. He right. can fight. He can do the big spots. Exactly. Yeah, but and not so, go. Right. And so I think he really wanted to prove something. And I mean, how can you have a bad match with AJ Styles? So. You can't. Right. AJ made him look like yep. a million bucks. Exactly. That in turn made himself look like a million bucks. And that match led off the show. What do you think? Is that a good idea to have that match that lead off the show? Great opener. Great think opener. so? Yes. I, I agree. What do you think, Big Ugly? Yeah. I mean, you you want a, you want a match that's going to bring a higher level of intensity right. to, to start off. You see that in most of the pay-per-views. Right. They'll do, like, you know, tag teams that they know are going to, like, just be explosive and stuff like that. So, right. Great. Yeah. So that was a good leadoff match, and and both of them just just fantastic. Again, Shane doesn't need to go, but he does go, and he does it for he the does. good of the company. AJ went over, yes. You know, so that's good. Yes. So I I think they could turn AJ face. A lot of fans are on top of AJ right now. Yeah. You know, everybody loves AJ. I don't know. I think that, I think they're still going to keep AJ heel. He's a good I, heel character. I think so, and I think they're going to keep him heel. But I think because of the match and how great it was, they just kind of wanted to end that that thing with Shane and AJ. And I still think he's going to be a hill. They'll just move him on to somebody else. Okay. Okay. We won't see Daniel Bryan for a little while because his wife Bree is popping, oh. uh, you know, having a baby. So we'll see And we won't see, uh, speaking of, Nikki Bella either because she and I think John Cena are both taking time off. Yeah. I know her for sure. She's definitely taking time off, and I think he will be too. Yeah, I think they're both getting a break from the WWE. Yeah. But they're still, you know, working in their other endeavors. Not future endeavors, but other endeavors. Right. Um, so yeah, but we're gonna get to that. Let's um, let's jump in. You got anything more on that match, Jamie no, Jason? No, that's it. You cool? Because uh, let's let's give it its due. Let's talk about Triple H and Seth Rollins. Yes. Um, I didn't now, like it. You didn't like it? You go ahead, Big Ugly. I'm sorry, man. I I, I just I, I don't know. It, it, the entrance was cool. Triple H always does a cool entrance and everything. Motorcycles um, and I didn't like the little police thing because I felt like that was a rip off of Goldberg, but. 
Um, did you did you say like when I saw the police escort? It was like escorting my first thing I went to my mom was like, "This is what Goldberg does." Yeah. I mean, minus the motorcycle and stuff, was like, right? It's what Goldberg does, but it was an unsanctioned match, you know. And I think the uh, the police just kind of gave oh. because now he's playing like the Vince McMahon character, so you know you got to protect the big man, you got to protect the president, you got to you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like a presidential brigade, I think that's what they were trying to get across. Okay, all right. I got and it. Stephanie that makes is sense. Uh, yeah Stephanie. Mm, Stephanie. Okay, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, that so, le- the leather wore her well. Yes. Uh, but anyway, go on, big ugly. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, but um, but yeah, man. I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like the match was just. It, it was just dragging. I, I don't okay. know. I really didn't get anything out of it to me, and I I don't think I was as invested in the storyline itself. And I thought that. They might uh, spice it up with maybe getting Samoa Joe involved or... So that I was thinking. Finn yeah. Balor, you know, because we're talking about this new potential evolution thing. Right. Um, but that didn't happen. Nope. So I was just like, I don't know, man. That's just... It just didn't do it for me. And it was unsanctioned, but I mean, it was just like any other street fight or anything like that. There wasn't really anything overly special about the match. Uh, they both worked hard, you know. God bless both guys for doing that. I think neither one of them phoned it in. You know, took some great bumps. You know, Seth did some great selling of the knee. But obviously, he's 100% cleared to go, or else he wouldn't be allowed to do anything. Absolutely. Um, but it, it was it was okay. I, I would have liked to have seen on the last pedigree, uh, Seth Rollins sell the knee a little more on that move. Because it looked like he hit the pedigree, he went for the cover, and then he went back to selling the knee. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. if you are having a knee injury over several months and you drop on both of your knees to drive somebody else held the head in the mat, it's going to hurt immediately. So you could give the uh, saying, oh, the adrenaline kicked in or whatever, I just went for the cover. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen him sell that move a little bit more on the finish. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about finishers, by the way. Uh, I do want to say, I, I think that the knee injury was part of the reason I kind of threw it off for me because we know Seth Rollins can have some crazy explosive matches. But I think him having to constantly feign that knee injury yeah. throughout the match for me it just kind of I guess it just wasn't a match I'm used to saying from Seth Rollins it was like a slower pace because yeah. he had to sell the knee um, but yeah. did you notice in the beginning of that match that Triple H actually went after the wrong knee and they tried to cover it up yes, on the commentary I, did that, yeah. I didn't notice yeah uh, Triple okay. H went after the wrong knee and it's like that's not the injured knee it's like but he's trying to take out both legs so he can't do that yeah they, they covered it up real well, and then Triple H went back to going for the I other knee I think Rollins sold it for like a second or two didn't he, he did the wrong knee. he yeah. sold it for a second or two and then Triple H went back to the other knee so I was like I don't know if that was a, a flub it could have been because the outfit that Seth Rollins was wearing he was really well protected you really couldn't tell that that brace was on the other leg but it was there so I don't know if that was just a gimmick inside the match or if that was just a flub by Triple H that was covered up by the commentary. But, hey, either way, it was an okay match. If you had to give it a star system, I'd give it two and a half out of five. Really? See, I really enjoyed that match. Did you? It may have been one of my favorite on the card because it right. had that old, you know, we were talking old school. It had that old 1980s pick a limb and work on it feel. You know, now, pick a I, leg and work on it. I did <laughs> like that, you know, because it did have that old school mentality and it did have that kind of a feel. And, and that I did like about it. But I think just as far as WrestleMania goes, I see that being like a main event on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? More than More so than WrestleMania. But Triple H is not going to work you know, many times a year. So I understand why it was at WrestleMania. And the build was better than the match, I think. Yes. Because they, they built this thing to be the end-all, be-all, this great war and everything like that. And I think the match kind of 
didn't meet the build halfway. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I can see uh, that's all. But it was a good match. I'm not. I'm not putting him down at all. Uh, I, as I said, I think the weakest match on the card, uh, and not to jump around, but that's what we do on tangents. Was the the women's. Uh, fatal four-way match for the Raw title. Are you sexist? Uh, absolutely not, because I think the SmackDown women's match was very good. It was. Um, they all got their stuff in, and Naomi got over. We talked about that. Um, but let's just hit on this quickly, and I want to talk about finishers. Um, so, again, Nia, jo- Nia Jax, fantastic job. She looked good in there, man. She looked great. And... Um, they actually posted something. She posted something on her website about her in a bathing suit because uh, she was talking to some people last week doing all this community stuff and, you know, saying how women should be proud of their bodies no matter what, you know, because she's a bigger girl. Yes. And she's the only woman that they announce her weight. 272 pounds and they actually announce her weight. All the other women, they don't announce the weight. That's true. So they do it for her to make her seem like a bigger badass, you know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, she did a great job. Uh, she dominated the match. She took care of everybody. And it took all three of them to beat her, yeah. which was good because it, it puts her over without, you know, making her look like crap. Right. Uh, after that uh, elimination of Nia Jax, I just didn't see I didn't see the fluidity in the, in the match. You know, not like last year with Becky and Charlotte and Sasha, who had probably the best match on the card in Dallas. Um, these three didn't really have that chemistry, which is weird because all three of them were friends back in NXT and everything like that. I was wondering if they didn't have enough time set aside for this match. It just seemed like it was... Yeah, I agree. It got it was real flat. Didn't, it wasn't it flat? Yeah, after Nia got bumped out, yeah. Yeah, and it was sort of in the beginning of the show. It was on the first, maybe, first hour or two of the show. Yeah. So it's not like they didn't have time because they let time for everything. Yeah. But, you know, the entrances it, took a while. It, it just wasn't... Bailey tripped over her clicking. Bailey buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but yeah, a little bit flat. What do you think, Big Ugly? Yeah, no, de- definitely, uh, definitely flat. Um, I was actually expecting. I thought Sasha would do a little more. I thought she might make a heel turn, right? Something. Um, I actually I thought she thought Charlotte might win the match. Yeah, but Bailey so, got her. Uh, got yeah, over. Bailey retained. Um, yeah, it, it, the match just was what it was. It's yeah, like, it was nothing special. Maybe two stars out of five. I mean, again, God bless all four of them worked really hard, did what they could. Nia Jax gets four out of five stars. I I think you expect, as you said, these three women, I mean, they're part of the the four horse women of NXT, and it's like when you see those three in a ring, I think you just, the the bar is set high, you know, in your mind, and they just didn't hit it this time. They just didn't gel. No, it didn't work, and and, you know, those four have some uh, Stuff coming up, I'm sure, on Raw or whatever, the Superstar Shake-Up, wherever they end up. And they're all going to do fine. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about finishers for a minute, guys. Now, we're, we're from uh, similar schools and different schools of uh, entertainment and pro wrestling. And finishers, um, they mean nothing. Finishing maneuvers mean absolutely nothing. The only one that was hit one time and actually finished was Randy Orton's RKO. That's it. They protect that RKO. They do pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and or he protects it. Yeah, yeah, that that's the most well protected finisher because if he hits that, you pretty much know it over. And Randy Orton even hits it and then sells it for like three or four seconds before going for the cover. Yeah, um, but. I can remember, like, every other match, they had finishers and false finishes, and, you know, there just really was no way to understand. Now, I'm a big false finish. I love false finishes. You know, Jam and Jason, that's my kind of match. The back and forth, back and forth. But when you have, and this will actually lead into my conversation about Brock and Goldberg, which I see it's okay to have it because that's all these guys have at this point in time against each other, but... You, you need to have a finisher. Some, you know, I wish there was a time in wrestling. I don't think that's this time in wrestling right now. But uh, you have one move that you know if you hit it, the match is over. 
Now, I know with the way the entertainment goes and the way these scripts are written and everything like that, if you hit a finisher and you kick out of a finisher, it's a big, oh my God moment. You know what I mean? But you, but you can't to, do that every match of the night. Absolutely. You have to limit that certain times, certain amount of times each night. Absolutely. What do you think, Big Ugly? No, I, I completely agree. And not only just limit it throughout the night, but maybe have it relegated to certain people, not where like everybody just kicking out of finishers. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Like Absolutely. everybody can just kick out of a finisher. It's like, you see John Cena kick out of a finisher? Well, of course he's Superman. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, you get it. Roman Reigns kicks out of a finisher, you get it. You right. know, but. Um, you know, you think about Sami Zayn. My, my man shouldn't be kicking out of finishes. Not, and I don't know if he has, but I'm just oh, he uh, has. Giving, yeah, giving it as an example. Definitely. You know, and that's not any disrespect to Zayn because I love Zayn, but love Sami Zayn. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it, it, it's too much, man. You gotta protect the finishes more. Yeah, that's a big part of a match. Having a finisher, you know, a finisher is just a glorified mid-match maneuver at this point in time. And a lot of people have so many moves in their repertoire that they have a finisher, but you don't know necessarily what it is. Yeah. Um, because if everybody kicks out of everything all the time. Now, this is not saying this happens all the time, but it's happening more often now than it has in the past. And also, thanks. So. Go ahead. Cut you off. But also, I think some of that goes back to them not having as many squash matches as they used to. True. Because you really don't know what the finisher is for a lot of these guys. True. As you were just saying. And they tried to get back to that when they did the brand extension last year and put on Raw, and that's yeah. where Braun Strowman came in and he had the squash matches against one of James Ellsworth, who had his WrestleMania moment, walking out with Carmella, getting yeah. his name on the Tron, and <laughs> and uh, getting in the match and get, taking a Bexplex. But anyway, God bless James Ellsworth. Uh, but anyway, that that no chin. Dude. But anyway, yes, finishers need to be protected. And and you and I back watching in the late 80s, early 90s, Jam and Jason, um, there was a lot of buildup and all of the false finishes happened without finishers. But if they hit a finisher, nine times out of ten, a finishing maneuver, that match was over. That's true. Um, Jake Snake hit the DDT. That was it. That was well protected. Yes. I don't think anybody ever kicked out of Jake's DDT. Not yeah. that I remember. And that's what, I mean, that's what, you know, when you listen to Austin, that pisses him off the most because oh, yeah. he loves Jake. And he's like, you know, people do DDTs all the time. And that's it's like, right. It's yeah. like, a, it's nothing. It's it's a mid-match know? maneuver now. Yeah. You know, something for the heat. That's all it is. But, uh, and, and that's, that's, you know, a lot of people do variations of the stunner now. You do, or the RKO or the diamond cut or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Even Diamond Dallas Page, when he hit the Diamond Cutter, that was very well protected back yeah. in WCW yes, days. WCW. I think there was one kick out that I remember. The stunner was pretty protected. The stunner was pretty protected. Um, not too many people kicked out of a stunner. The Rock, I yeah. think. But that he's that the was Rock. But it's The Rock. That yeah. was the WrestleMania a couple right. times. Yes. Three times, actually, WrestleMania. Um, but I, you got to protect it against certain people. Uh, but you got to have that move finish the match. Nine times out of ten, I would say. Yeah. But And I love false finishes. I love taking that kind of story. But, yeah, we need to protect those finishes more. Which leads me into Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Now, this match, I was worried, honestly, because Brock can work, but he can work with people who can work with him. Goldberg has a great you know, Muay Thai background. He's got great cardio. He's building his body back up. But Brock, you know, Goldberg... 12 years ago, it was hard for him to work a full match. Yeah. I don't think now he has the capability of working a full match. Now, the way they did this, whoever wrote this out, brilliant. Whoever the agent was for this match, brilliant. So it was, you know, just right off the bat, there was no collar and elbow tie-up. It was, you know, two bulls charging at each other. And it was German suplex, German suplex, German suplex. Didn't even bother to sell it. Goldberg, boom, spear. Goldberg, boom, another spear. Brock goes outside. And then the, the spear shot into the wall on the outside that broke the barricade. Love it. That Perfect for this match. That was great. Yeah. 
And then Goldberg hit a knee, which was the only other move we saw in this match from him. Got back in the ring and uh, tried to spear again and hit the spear, I think, two more times, I believe, once or twice, and then hit a jackhammer. There's a kick out right there. Yep. Um, now, I understand it in this aspect right here. I get why they did it there. You got to do it. It's Brock Lesnar. It's yeah. Brock Lesnar. Uh, and he kicked out of the jackhammer, and Goldberg had this oh look on his face, which was great. I thought the cell was great. So he tried to go back to the spear again. Brock leaped over it. Great vertical. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was great. Goldberg nailed himself into the turnbuckle, and then Brock Lesnar took him back to Suplex City seven more times. He got 10 in because the crowd wanted 10. 10, 10, 10. And then F5, that finish, all over. Yep. That's the whole match. And it lasted from bell to bell. I'm going to say six to eight minutes. Not bad. That's, yeah. all, that's all it needed to be. Yeah. So, it was perfect. So we had German suplex, spear, jackhammer, jackhammer F5. Yeah. That's all we had. And a knee. And one knee. <laughs> right. Which was oddly placed in this match. But I get why he did it. That's fine. Um, but why don't you guys tell me your thoughts of this match or of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in general? This match actually had me guessing for a moment because I ain't gonna lie. When when he pinned uh, Brock the first time, I thought Goldberg was winning. I was like, I did he's gonna too. do it again. Yeah. And that he's story, like we talked about the buildup for this yeah. earlier, that you made you believe that he could do that again. Yeah, exactly. That's how Brock's been beat before. Yeah, man. But well, go on. But I love it because it's like, and I like the story just in the buildup because in the other matches. Uh, Goldberg was always able to get the upper hand, right? right? Really fast, right? Really fast. <laughs> but this time, it's like Brock finally made him mess up by by hitting that vertical over top of him. Yeah, and it threw him off guard, and he was finally able to start getting him in some maneuvers. Suplex City, so that, right? He took him to Suplex City, and that there you go, Goldberg. He's never been there before, so right. he, could, he he didn't know what to do. You know, it was it was it was a wrap for him. So man, I, I love I loved it. It was a short match. It didn't have a lot going on, but at the same time, it had a lot going on. It did. And it had the buildup and the intensity to where the six to eight minutes that they did work, I was I was on my edge of my seat the whole time. Yes. I enjoyed every bit of it. How about you, Jamie? I did. I loved it. I loved the high impact move outside, the spear. The spear through the wall. Yep, that was great. Didn't yeah, expect right. that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. But the rest of the match, how you like to build up the storytelling the up, and all yeah. good. Yeah. And look how far we have come in the last, what, six months when yeah. we were all dreading the Survivor Series match. We were. I mean, yeah. We have come full circle on this one. And, the WWE from the beginning, and I think we talked about this a little earlier, they have planned this whole Goldberg run out so well. And God bless Brock Lesnar for being a company man yep. and rolling with it. He let himself get punked out a couple times on a major pay-per-view, getting pinned in 1 minute and 26 seconds yep. after being so dominant for the past four years, and then getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble in just a couple of minutes. But it allowed him to build this all, Brock, you know, can he overcome? Can he do this? Can he ever beat Goldberg? And he did it in, in convincing fashion, and he won the title on the biggest stage of them all. So... I love it, man. It's very happy. And the funny thing is, now they're teasing. I'm jumping to Raw real quick. They're teasing something that we've been booking for the past couple months. Brock, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, man. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, dude, when I saw that, I was like, yo, me and Mike been calling that, man. That's right. <laughs> and that's interesting because Braun was in, like, the upper echelon of the storyline, and then he went to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in the pre-show. And, you know, he got a little shine in that match, but he did not win. But then on the Monday Night Raw, he's right there facing Brock Lesnar in the face with the title. Yep. Good stuff. Man, I yep. love it. I love it. So Brock and Goldberg booked very, very well. Paul Heyman, a great carnival barker for that whole thing. 
Great stuff. Loved it. Let's jump into something else. Who's, who's got it? Somebody jump into something. Man. NXT, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania. Actually, I don't even think we're done WrestleMania yet. Let's go to the other women's match. Let's make that match in which we uh, like that match. We did. So what did you guys think of that match? Jamie J. Oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Yeah? I enjoyed, yeah. I thought it was odd having a six-person... It was six, right? Six it was season. six. I thought it was odd having a six-person match end with just one pinfall after you just had a four-person match. With elimination, elimination Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd on the same card. Six yeah. people elimination um, would take a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it would. It, it would have got bumped. <laughs> yeah. It would have yeah. really got bumped. Um, and we're all agreed this, we're glad that this match did not get bumped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no they did the, good. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the outcome would have been different had uh, Naomi went into WrestleMania with the title, hmm. you know. Um, would she have retained, you mean? Yeah, would she have retained? Because it's like, I see why they... I, once she came out, um, I figured she was going to win. Because, I mean, the whole plan was for her to go into Orlando, into her hometown with the belt. So right. it makes sense. Well, she couldn't do that, so she'll leave with the title. But, I mean, I, I like Naomi. I like her giving the little mm-hmm. glow thing that's going on. I think uh, she's really over. Yeah, yeah, she's super over. And yeah. that entrance was fantastic, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. She used all 85 yards of that ramp, yeah. didn't she? Uh, Man, and that was a good match. I think everybody got their stuff in. Um, nobody looked weak. I think everybody had a, a chance to shine in that match. Even James Ellsworth, as yeah, I said, Ellsworth he, was he got in there, tried to do a super kick, and he got bexplexed. So he got his little uh, his little shine in. But I think that was a great match, and that was the match right before the main event. So yeah. theoretically, that's in a come down position. I don't know after six and a half hours if you can have a come down position. But uh, I, I think it got over, and it was great. They didn't cut it short. They gave everybody the time. To work the match and then gave Naomi the time to celebrate. That's good. Yeah, I liked it. Do you feel the glow? I feel it. I you feel, feel the, the glow? glow? You like the glow? I do. I do. Yeah? You going to get some uh, some of that glow gear? So uh, we turn off the that. lights? Uh, you know, because <laughs> living down in Hamden, uh, Maryland, with the Hamden Hammer, you need to be lit up at night. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah. Glow in the dark Hamden Hammer T-shirt. That's what we that. need, yeah. right? We got the Baltimore uh, City Light Festival out there, downtown yep. Baltimore. But anyway, so we talked about this offline, um, we but did. we'll just cover it a little bit. Um, and that is the Intercontinental Title match with Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose on the kickoff show. On the kickoff show, I see belt. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. That's not uh, good. I was upset about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that doesn't say a lot for. Um, no, the Intercontinental belt is a little bit down there right now. And, you know, I like both guys. I like Dean Ambrose. I like Baron Corbin. I mean, you got to put it somewhere, I guess, after, you know, with all those matches on that show. But that match really didn't do anything for me. It dragged out a little bit because it was on the kickoff show. Didn't do much for me. Uh, didn't tell too much of a story. And I missed it. It was flat, you know. I had to go get food. It was a kickoff show. Yeah, I mean, it's another flat one. Um I'm, I'm liking Baron Corbin, though. I'm liking the way his character is developing yeah. in, on SmackDown. Um, on NXT, I was kind of like a little thrown off by him, but I'm liking him on SmackDown. Um, he Dean, can work, man. Yeah, he can. Dean Ambrose, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm he's kind of in the middle, kind of in limbo right now. That, that's what it is. There's really he, nothing he, for him to do. Yeah, he's in limbo, man. I mean, you can put him anywhere, but there's really nothing specifically for him to do. Right. Um, but, I mean, again, you didn't mismatch Jamie Jason. You said you missed this match. I missed this one. You didn't yeah. miss. Had to go get food. They had a great match, and you can check it out on SmackDown Live this past week. They had a street fight. Okay. Two segment street fight that was actually really good. Um, I just think the Intercontinental belt should be on the main card. You know, when I think back to Savage Steamboat. Oh yeah. You know, when I think back to Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. Ladder match. 
the match really should be in WrestleMania. And Main card. Yeah, and there's a lot, so many belts out there and so many storylines that it's hard. But that should be the second biggest storyline yep. that they're doing with the Intercontinental Belt because it should lead into what's going to be your main event storyline because that's what the Intercontinental Belt used to mean. Yes. It used to mean that was the next step, the upper echelon. Dean Ambrose has had the title, you know, the world title before. Baron Corbin has not. But, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose got the Intercontinental title after winning the world title again. So because he was U.S. champ and then IC champ, world champ, IC champ, you know, it's kind of... Fantasy booking here. I would Fantasy like, I would like to see Baron Corbin going at Roman Reigns. I think that that would be hey, a cool matchup right there. That stacks up well. Two big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the big dog and the big guy. How about that? Would you like the to see that? I would. The big I would. Dog. And it kind of leads up to the, the shakedown. There's a shake-up, whatever they're called. Yeah, superstar shake-up. Can Go. I discuss this with you? You sure guys? can. The New Day. We're watching them right now. They're on They're on Raw. They're on uh, in the Monday background. Night Raw, right. New Day. So... New Day hasn't really had anything to do recently. Like, they haven't had any feuds. Right. Have they just turned them into, like, a comedy gimmick? Like, I mean, to me, it just feels like they're just a comedy show now. Like, they... They are. You need that part of the show. They are very entertaining, which is great because they can work and they can not take a lot of bumps. You know what I'm saying? So they they have a, a lot of longevity. However, we did see... On uh, Monday Night Raw, they did take on The Revival, who came out, which was great for The Revival, uh, NXT superstars, and they did work, and they worked very well together. Um, so I think they all got some leverage left in them. They can put them into tag team situations, two of them, three of them, but it's great that they have merchandise, they have character, they can come out, they can pop a crowd, and they're very over. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. And they're really glossing over this uh, Xavier Woods thing that he had his, uh, you know, internet <laughs> yeah. video yeah. debut. A they touched of, on that that one time. It was over after that. that yeah. yeah, and I'm glad they're letting him, I don't say get away yeah. with it, but they're letting him go. Yeah. Well, you know and I mean? think the other thing is you, you kind of have to gloss over it, not just because, like, you don't want to point too much attention at it because the video is about Paige. You know what I mean? And it's right. like... Continuing to point attention to that just makes more people want to go out and seek and find out, you know, and this was like a video that was released without her consent. You know right, what I yeah. mean? Like, it shouldn't have been released. Um, you know, this is like cyberbullying. So I think, you know, leaving that in the background is the best thing to do for her sake. Right. Um, so. Yeah, and who knows what's going on with Paige right now. Right. Um, she might be a part of this spring cleaning thing. You know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Simon Gotch got released recently. He was on WrestleMania, and now he's gone. Yeah, Simon Gotch is gone. I'm yeah. sad. Because I like the Vaude villains. I, I really did love that gimmick. Um, but anyway. So, Last thing on the New Day, though. Yeah, let's talk I about the New Day. I see them going to SmackDown. I think that's going to be part of the shakeup. You think, think so? I think, think that's part of the All three of them? Yeah. Yep. See, I, and we need, if Raw's going to continue to be three hours, I think they need to continue that over there. And I think they need to move the cruiserweights over to where 205 Live is on the SmackDown. I think they need to leave that there. Yeah. And then continue, like, focus on Raw on different things. Focus on the tag belts now that the Hardys are there. I feel like they have they have to keep the cruiserweights on Raw, though, because... Time? Yeah, who's going to fill those time slots? That's two segments that, that they're filling on there. That SmackDown is already jam-packed with enough content that keeps it entertaining at two hours trying to fit in cruiserweights it, it might it might throw it off you know what i mean i see what you're saying i just think that i don't know maybe i'm not and i apologize if i didn't make this clear maybe not on smackdown but on 205 live which follows smackdown keep all the cruiserweights in that oh hour. so you're just saying take it off of the I'm two saying, brands and just give it its own thing yes 
Got you. I'm saying leave it on the network, leave it on 205 Live, and that'll give it more meaning and more, um, you know, more people want to watch it. Because when those cruiserweight matches happen on Raw, they're really flat. And it's, it's, it's sad because when you're on 205 Live, they have great matches. Yeah. You know, and I think that would work better just in its own product. But the problem is then that you face is how do you build the interest for the cruiserweights at that point? You know what I mean? It's like if you bring the cruiserweights out on Raw and they're wrestling, you know, then people might be like, oh, man, I should go and watch a network to see 205 Live. But if you don't see the cruiserweights, then you're just hoping that the people that already have the network will tune in to watch 205 Live. And yeah. we know that half the building clears out before, yeah. <laughs> before it even starts. I so. mean, I, you can still promote it. I Maybe not have the matches with the segments. You can still promote it. You know, do, they true. do little backstage interviews with Austin Aries yeah. or with Neville, and that's fine. Or you can have them come out and cut a promo or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you don't have to have one or two segment matches on Monday Night Raw that are kind of just filler at this point because it takes away from the validity of 205 Live, in my opinion. Because on 205 Live, they have fantastic matches. Right. So, and like you said, half the building leaves after SmackDown is over. Hopefully they don't, but sometimes that's the case. You know, maybe put two, well, you can't put 205 on live first because that's like seven to eight. So, you know, I, I get why. So you can have eight to 11 on Monday, eight to 11 on Tuesday. You know, I get it. Yeah. I understand. But right. that's up to them. So to finish our WrestleMania before we like move into more Raw and SmackDown stuff, Raw. I think we had what, two more that we didn't talk about that was uh, Cena. Did we talk about the mixed tag? We didn't talk we about didn't the mixed tag, tag much. Um, you know, uh, Miz got over big time in that was. match. He was huge. And uh, Cena was uh, down low, heel, getting yeah. heat. You know Man, what I'm saying? When they showed the uh, package and going back to like the Miz uh, doing the whole uh, Total Divas and and Total Bellas thing, dude. I was laughing so hard, man. That that stuff is funny. They did that great was, on that. That was great, yeah. And they did it again on SmackDown yeah. this week. They played yeah. John Cena's music. You thought he was coming out. And I actually thought it was John Cena and Nikki Bella for a minute until yeah. he got in the ring. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What's ah, it's the Miz and Marie's. Ah, yeah. it was yeah, great. Um, what do you think about that? You like that stuff, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Yeah? You yeah. know, I was rooting for Miz, though. I was rooting yeah, for Miz. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> was. Um, here's what threw me off on this match. Hal Roker. Why the why yeah. the flip was Al Roker in yeah. the ring? Yeah, well, I mean, I, they have that relationship with the Today Show and with the with Emmy. I I think that was just a little spot for him, you know. I, I don't know. It didn't make sense, it did, especially it just felt with weird. the build yeah. for this match. It was very personal, and I liked the build. Yeah, you know, and it just came out to Miz dominating the entire match. Miz and Maurice dominating the entire match, and then John Cena got his stuff in. Yep, and it was over. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, and uh, plus, I mean, most of it was overshadowed by the proposal. It's like once a proposal happened, it was yeah. <laughs> who cared about the match at that point? It's I'm all sorry, about, I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, I get, I get it, but I'm just, nah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I like a good wedding that's ruined by something. I, I don't want to see the proposal or the wedding actually happen. I want to see wrestling storyline. Yeah. I want to see like Kane burn somebody or kidnap somebody. Yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> no Kane on this WrestleMania yeah, for the first time in like twenty years. Yeah, because he wasn't even in the Andre. Yeah, no nope. battle memorial. I thought we'd see. Is him he maybe. taking time off or they Kane just don't is applying it? for political office? Yeah. Apparently, where he lives, I can't remember what yeah. what state that is, but he's going for political Things office. Like Tennessee, something like that. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that. I want to see him cut a promo and like uh, raise his arms up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see wrestlers all over the government. We already got a WWE Hall of Famer in the White House. Yep. Donald Trump. I've, I saw him cut his first promo. I mean, his inauguration speech. <laughs> uh, but it, I can dig it. It was pretty good. So, so last match, man. Undertaker. Uh, I, I I was after almost seven hours. 
I was a bit worn out. Yep. But I, I, I got still and, and considering this was especially over time, it's like... Yeah, it was, was almost like, man. midnight when yeah. this all just went down. Yep. But anyway, you brought it up, so why don't you go for your thoughts on the match, Big Ugly? Um, I didn't think the match was bad. Um, I like this match better than I liked Undertaker versus Bray. Yes. So okay, and that was what that was last year, right? No, uh, that was a year before, year before that. That was in San Francisco. Who did he? Oh, last year was Shane. Last year was Shane. Yeah. Um, Bray did not compete last year. Bray was in that uh, spot with The Rock. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did like this match better than that. Um, I mean, it was a it was an Undertaker match that you would expect these days. Right. Um, I like the. I liked how the Undertaker would try and like you know do his little sit up and he was selling it you know because Roman was putting a pounding on him. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked the beginning when he kept throwing him out the ring. Yeah, like this is my yard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still my that yard. Was great. That was great. <laughs> that was great stuff, man. Just playing up this whole like you know this is the Undertaker's yard and like passing the torch. Kind Absolutely. Of story, you know, um, so I, I thought it was good. Um, and of course, the retirement very emotional, very sentimental. So yeah. And I, I was still hooked. I mean, it was midnight. It was late. I was tired and I'd gone through seven hours of wrestling, but I was still hooked. And I, it was a little emotional. It was a little emotional. Yeah. They you, botched a couple spots there. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Roman, I guess he was trying for a tombstone. Yeah, trying for a tombstone. <laughs> I was trying that reverse tombstone yeah. or whatever it is, and it got lost. You know, Undertaker's not in the greatest shape. Yeah, yeah. so he couldn't help him. No, he yeah, couldn't he help could, him He could, like, flip himself back up. Right, <laughs> and then Roman trying to do dead weight 300. Nah, I don't yeah, know about no. that. And then they covered like, it though. Yeah, it looks like a spot where Roman hit the ropes and he was supposed to hit Taker with a spear, but Taker didn't turn around. Like this was towards the end of the match. Yeah. So he wasn't turning around. So Roman had to like stop in his tracks and like grab his arm and like kick him or something. It was just like, oh man. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of covered that up on commentary too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Undertaker definitely was in real bad shape. I mean, he had lost a little bit of the gut that he had at Royal Rumble. Yeah, he yeah. tried to get himself in better cardio, but he's just that. hurting all over, man. Uh, and God bless him for trying to go through that match. Roman Reigns is a physical dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. So is Undertaker. What did you think of the match, Jam and Jay? Oh, I liked it, I, and I liked the ending when um you could see Undertaker basically mouth, "You don't have the balls." Yeah. At the very end. How about that? Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like you ain't got it to take me out. Yeah. yeah. And he did it. Yep. He took him out. Took him out. That was probably my favorite part of the match, yeah. the actual match itself. Yeah. Like, cause that. I was just added the emotion to it. Like, you're not going to do this. You, know you can't do this. Yeah. Taker kind of did the uh, reverse. Like, remember how Michaels, when he had Michaels down and Michaels kept, like, grabbing on his pants, trying to, yeah. like, get up? Yeah, Undertaker Taker, did Taker it this was time. doing it this time. Yeah. yeah, the rain. So that was pretty cool. That was a good piece of storytelling. Yeah. I would have liked, even though the reversal spot didn't work, I would have liked Roman Reigns to finish this match off with a tombstone. Yeah. I, I would I, I see the spear happening and you know Roman's spear because we've seen spears all night yeah you know with a lot of different people especially Goldberg and I would have liked to have seen him hit a couple of spears and I would have liked to after the Undertaker was begging up I would have liked to have seen him actually pick him up so he could post and then actually do a tombstone to finish it oh, yeah. that would be and wouldn't it be great if he Use that as its finisher for like the next year. Like well, that would like just Reigns. Yeah. Why not, dude? <laughs> Everyone would hate him even more. Yeah. If he tries It'll to even tease at that, or if he tries to do that, Undertaker where like a finger goes across the throat or whatever, anything that he can try to do to just point to that he did yep. it and he took it from him. But I understand the spears, his move, and everything. He got a lot of spears in in that match. Yep. Um, and wasn't it great to hear Jr. again? Ah, uh, let's oh, talk about was, Jr. for like everything he's been through. Dude, like, I don't know how I almost forgot about that man. That was Bro. great. Jr. just lost his wife within the past week or two, and he went out and did podcasts. He went out and did live shows. His stand-up Jr. question and answer, and he got an entrance. You know, they played his music, and after all the bad blood that went down between him and WWE, yep. you know, um, 
he came back and they let him come back and he, you know, broke, you know, broke, you know, broke that barrier, rebuilt that bridge. And signed a two-year deal yeah, now. Sure yeah. did. Signed a two-year deal. I'm very happy, man. I'm it, so like, happy. Like, like you just said, Jamie Jason, it was great hearing my man JR yeah. again, man. Yeah. Like, his attitude there, that's my era right there, so it's like hearing JR. I was like, please, Cole, just get up. Let JR do, <laughs> let JR yeah. do play-by-play, man. Yeah, that, that was... That even kind of added to the retirement thing, because once I heard JR, I was like, wow, this is even a bigger deal right. than we've let yeah, you know it's got to be a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Taker probably pulled for that. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. JR been a part of his career for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. So, and that was great to hear him. He did a great job. Um, and yeah, after the after the loss of his wife, I mean, you know, going through something like that, I don't know if I'd be able to get out of bed, let alone, you know, come out and do all this work and do all this interaction with all these people. But it had to be good for the soul. And it's great that he came back. Great to hear his voice. Yep. Love Jim Ross calling all the way back to the good old WCW days and even the WWF days. Yep. So WrestleMania nine. WrestleMania wearing a toga. Wearing a toga. That was <laughs> WWF debut. How about that? You gotta check that out online, Big Ugly. Yeah, That's WrestleMania nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Live from I've, Las Vegas. Yeah, I've seen some of it. And then I listened to Bruce Pritchard. Oh podcast, right, yeah, so they did a podcast on that. WrestleMania nine. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen some of it. Ah, oh, Jr. Yeah, and there's so many things that we may not have touched on about WrestleMania because there's just so much content, and I'm sure we'll bring it up. You know, as we go in and out of topics uh, down the road, but it was a pretty good show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. What's we got to talk. Uh, Hall of Fame inductee, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt is back. He's back what, on what, Monday what, what Night do you, Raw. What do you see for the future of Kurt Angle? He is not done wrestling yet, so he will wrestle. Don't know when or how, but it's going to have to be the right situation and the right build. But he's a character, man. Even in the promos that he was in on Monday Night Raw, it was great just seeing his facial expressions and listening to him talk to people. I would much rather watch Kurt Angle than Mick Foley. No offense to Mick Foley. Mick Foley does nothing for me anymore. So uh, I love it. I think it's great. What do you think, Jamie? Oh, I love it. Yeah? And what was it? At the Hall of Fame, he had the milk? That was great. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a great doused image. himself yeah. in milk yep. to finish it, and he also that. sang and you know did his little "I'm just a sexy Kurt," you know, and uh, it was uh, he doesn't mind putting fun in himself yep. to get himself over. And you know what I think's great? You have a guy like Roman Reigns come out or Cena, and everybody's like, "Cena sucks," you know, Roman sucks. Right. Kurt comes out, people say you suck, and that's like a that's a it's positive. It's, it's like a part of his song. <laughs> yeah, like, <it's> like, <laughs> and literally. if they don't do it, it's kind of an insult because yeah. yeah. it's like honoring him now. Right. Yeah. I mean, he comes out at the Hall of Fame and they're still saying it like you. Suck. Yeah. And he's got a <laughs> tear in his eye. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's loving it. That was great. And I love. Uh, by the way, I gotta say, John Cena is still one of the most talented men in this entire profession because yes. he came out getting booed, but he turned that crowd around real quick and made it about Kurt Angle, yeah. not about him at all. Right. So, I mean, it's fun to boo John Cena sometimes too. More fun to boo Roman Reigns. Yeah. And John Cena's been getting over more positively, but I tell you, that was that was great how he turned that around and made that speech about Kurt Angle. It yeah. Was great. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh. So, so and uh, Call of Fame, Jim Cornette inducting the Rock and Roll Express. Nothing, no bombs dropped really there, even though Jim Cornette can talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty good job. Eric Bischoff coming out and inducting DDP. DDP I just yeah. Think. And the Hall of Fame went a little long, too. Uh, Hall of Fame lasted about four hours. Oh, wow. I think. Yeah, I didn't see. I, I kind of saw long. highlights. I, I, I can't sit through a Hall of Fame. I, every year, I just got to watch some of the highlights. Like It's a better idea to do that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't sit through it speeches like I'll, I'll find out like who gave the best speech i'll maybe listen to some of it 
Um, but I like when they keep the speeches short, like Scott Hall did. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. like speeches that drag on. I didn't mind Jake's speech. Yeah. I, and when I was at the Jake the Snake gave a great speech. Yeah, uh, didn't drag on too long. Now I was at a Hall of Fame where Ric Flair was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and uh, that actual lasted about an hour and a half. Yeah, wow. see. Uh, and Triple H was standing there on the stage the whole time watching him because Triple H inducted him. And, man, it was getting late, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. Come see, on, Flair, bro. Yeah. And he just kept telling stories, and that's great. You don't want to cut Ric Flair off. I get it, but come on, man. Seriously. Yeah. I almost think the Hall of Fame segments go better on a best-of DVD. Yeah. Okay, I'm watching the DVD about Ric Flair. Now, at the very end, let me right. watch as his bonus content yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. It's kind of hard to sit through that right. all at once. Yeah, right. and highlights, too. You know, yeah. get, get rid of some of those stories, but do the highlights. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, with the Hall of Fame, it's always good that they induct, uh, you know, people and give people the proper inductions that they get. It, it was pretty good. So, Hall of Fame, NXT. Did you get to watch any of NXT, Big Ugly? Takeover? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. You you are uh, you, you you were texting the social media ambassador Violet, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. trying to get her to do our uh, PR. I know. Um, so, did you see any of NXT Takeover? Um, I did not. Okay, I did not see any of NXT Takeover. Well, we did. Me so and Jamie Jason. Please run yep. it down. We watched it together. You're in the mansion. So you, we're, that's right, right here in the mansion. So a couple of big things, like we talked about, the triple threat tag team elimination match. That was fantastic. That was. Um, it was the revival against DIY, which is Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny, Johnny Gargano, and the Authors of Pain. What the best story about this match was, do DIY and um, the revival work together? Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. Uh, Authors of Pain actually used this to their advantage, like they never, the other two never got on the same page, so the Authors of Pain capitalized and ended up winning. Yeah. So it was a great story told over about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, it was a great, um, really good match. What a great match. Uh, all it's almost like teams. the women showed him up on WrestleMania. The Raw women. Oh, we'll show you how to work together. <laughs> oh, man, I'll so, tell you what. Yeah. So, but, yeah, this was a great match. This edge, it, edge of your seat entertainment. Yeah, and that's where – not, not really false finishes either because once they got into the actual finishing maneuvers, you knew it was over. Yeah. Like the actual finishers with the, uh, with the authors of pain. Um, so – it was great. Uh, they're very enjoyable. Lots of back and forth. Lots of action. No flubs in this match whatsoever. Just great. And then good to see the revival jump up on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Man, I gotta, I gotta get back in NXT because honestly, I'm, I'm out of touch. I haven't watched NXT in so long that it's like, and, and it, they're pretty much been brought up all the guys that I knew down there. So it's like all these guys that you're talking about, Authors of Pain. Yeah. I really have like very little. Um, knowledge of like what these guys are doing. I, I gotta get back in. You do. You need to watch it because it's yeah. a decent product and it's a whole new crop of people because they're sending a lot of pretty people much. Up. Yeah. But that's what NXT is for. It's it's a it's a proving ground and a breeding ground for the next generation of WWE superstars. And we saw that you know Shinsuke Nakamura came up. The revival came up. Uh, you know, good stuff. All good stuff. Bobby Roode is going to take that for this year. Yes. He's the champion. The glorious gimmick. What a great gimmick. It is perfect. And that match, and we talked about the old school. That was an old school 1980s work on a body part, slow, methodical. That was a great match. And it really brought back memories, at least for me, of um, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just sitting there like it's 1989 all over again watching this match. They could work 45 minutes or an hour like it was nothing. Yep. And it it was great. You got to watch some of that, Big Ugly. Yeah. But, yeah, that match was old school, classic, and, and Shinsuke did lose, but Shinsuke came up. Yeah. You know? That's that's good. And then Bobby Roode going to take it into the next next year. Drew McIntyre and all kinds of other stuff. And you got to watch your girl Asuka. 
Yeah, man. I know. She uh, turned a little heel at the end of that match, didn't she? She used the referee to her advantage, and she won the match, even though that was a great match between, uh, I would say, between her and... um, uh, Ember, Ember Moon. Moon. Wow, Ember Moon. What a talent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Both of them. That was the best match uh, that they both had individually and together for yeah. a while. Great stuff. And I think that feud continues as well. It really does. The way it ended, yeah. Absolutely. really does. And uh, Sanity, you know, in there, you know, they're trying to bring up Cassius Ono as well. You know, that's that That was hit or miss. That was okay for yeah. me. Not too bad. Alistair Black. Man. Only thing about Alistair Black is they're trying to bring him up as this big new monumental superstar and they didn't really put him over too much i think i actually andre andrade cn almost actually got most of the offense in in that match yeah and he showed that he could really hang mm-hmm. so even though he's not a big time player uh it's he showed a lot of great stuff in that match and alistair black's supposed to be the next big superstar too yeah so uh, according to nigel of ring of honor nigel <laughs> oh my god so there was a flub on nxt nigel mcginnis who is one there one of their commentators now he was in ring of honor for about 10 12 years yeah and uh he actually said you know he said uh was it alistair black i think it was it was either alistair black but he said somebody of oh, ring of honor he said it like instead of the nxt ring. he pulled yeah. out ring yeah. of honor and said this oh, guy belongs it, to ring of honor totally <laughs> forgot where it was at totally forgot where it was at yep and they, then you heard a pause they cut his mic they cut him and, and then he came back and then he covered himself up but man I could, we were talking about how vince would be on the microphone and you're god damn it yeah ring of honor son of a it's not ring of honor it's nxt <laughs> You know, I, we could just hear Vince going uh, nuts. Yeah. Uh, but they cut He's his so lucky it's NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that was like WrestleMania, he would have been fired. Yeah, he would have been finished, man. And yeah. I, let's talk about Corey Graves for a minute. Love Corey Graves. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, man. You got to love Corey. Yeah. yeah. He is the perfect balance out of any of them. And JBL was jumping broadcast tables all night long. JBL was on every broadcast <laughs> he would seen at WrestleMania. Love, got to love JBL. Yeah. He was great. Mm. Swig of water for the working man. So well, one more thing about Ring of Honor and the yeah, Hardys. let's talk about that. From what I understand, Saturday night the Hardys wrestled in the ladder match. Yes, they at did. A Ring of Honor event. Yes, they did. Yeah, and so, they lost the Ring yeah. of Honor Tag Team Championships that night. Back to back ladder matches. Yep. Has that ever happened before in two different federations? I don't know, man. And for was, the titles too. Yeah. So wow. just really, yeah. really neat. Yeah. So nobody knew. Everybody thought the Hardys were coming, and I think when we talked about it, everybody thought they might have been coming on Monday night. Yeah, that's but, what we were talking about. Yeah. And I like the New Day swerve, you know, because all three teams came out, and then the New Day came out dressed, dressed in gear, ready to wrestle, taking off their hats and everything. It's like, where's well, a fourth team in this match? And then they left it about five or ten seconds, and then the Hardys music played. Huge pop. Yeah. Huge. And and Jeff Hardy, man. That guy got to stop jumping off of 25-foot ladders. <laughs> Still to this day, it's like, my man is like, what? what is he, late 30s now? Yeah, at so, least, yeah. yeah. Yeah, still doing that crazy stuff. I think he's about my age, about 39-ish. Yeah. And uh, man, see, I don't know. He did that, and then he hit one of them and missed the other one. Yeah, he so, sure did. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Cesaro, right? He yeah. only hit Cesaro. <laughs> yep. And he was so, he was yeah. so close that he didn't jump out. He just kind of went yeah. straight down. Well, you know what's the funny thing? He did that when they were just facing the club. Like, he didn't hit his swanton completely. Like, he didn't get – he didn't jump outwards. He just, like, kind of – Jumped. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he can't gauge his wontons anymore. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe he's been uh, so beat up from uh, putting himself through all that misery. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they become broken over time and, yeah. and they get that gimmick back because that was uh, that was really over. Uh, you know, we're we're looking at it on TV. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Charlotte's green peacock. Uh, I, I wasn't a fan. It was not her best outfit. 
I'm sorry. I like to see Charlotte in different things, red, blue. But that this yeah, green. Typically, she sticks to the red and blue, but the yeah. green just. This green peacock thing was weird. Yeah. And apparently, a friend of ours, uh, who shall remain nameless, because I don't want to put him out there for having a fear of peacocks. Um, but he does. He said this peacock thing really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you must not watch NBC at all either, because you have problems. But uh, I don't know. The green wasn't uh, wasn't doing it for me. So I don't know. Just random. So, so Dana Brooke is a face now. Dana okay. Brooke is a face. Man, they should put her and Emma back together. Stop playing. Emma, she came back on Monday Night Raw, yes. and she uh, she put on a show in this match actually. So doesn't matter where Emma lands, she's going to be a, a competitor on any women's division. So I, I think like, Charlotte's going to go to SmackDown. Think so? It's part of the shakeup. Hey. Yeah. So let's talk about this shakeup. Let's talk about the shakeup. <laughs> um, shakeup. Is, is this the beginning of the end of the branch? Because I feel like. They had like a lot of during that time where they originally split the brands. They started doing the, the draft stuff. Yeah, and it kind of became a little kabukiish. So kabuki. Um, is this the right time for the shakeup? Should they have let it go a little longer? What What do you think? Because I feel like there's still a lot of different angles to that they could have explored with the people currently on the brands, but now they're about to shake it up. But mm. what do you think, Jam and Jason? Uh, I wanted to see it go through the summer. I'd rather see it happen like exactly one year after the brand split. Like, right. okay, it's time to do the sure. draft or something. A yes. little shake up. July. Just a little, yeah, it seems a little too soon. Huh. That, that's my thoughts. I just yeah. felt like, because when did this happen? July. It was, it was right. Yeah. You just said, yeah, July. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would have waited. I, I don't like, know. Right I like it. Slam. It builds intrigue, though, you know, to see who's going to end up where. Um, they could leave people alone, so some of these storylines still could play out. Um, they could just switch some other people who don't have a lot of steam or don't have a lot of potential in storylines at this point in time. Um, I mean, I think it'd be a great storyline for Charlotte to say, okay, now I want the SmackDown's women's. Yeah. Well, she's had this, what, four or five times? At least. Know. Yeah. Yeah, so. go for I it. Think, I think you're right. And give her a chance to work with some other other women now. Yeah. Because um, yeah. she's been having the same feuds with Bailey Sasha and Sasha and Bailey. Banks, you know, and Nia Jax kind of interjecting in there where she can. So I think it would be good for her to go SmackDown. Yeah. Girls. yeah. I, I think the, the brands still stay <clears throat> separate. You know, you still have your Raw, you still have your SmackDown. They're separate shows. They're different uh, different camera angles. You know, they still have a different feel. I just think it's it's a new... T- I, and I, I don't mind the timing. You know, because WrestleMania, you build almost everything up to WrestleMania, even if it's months and months out. And then WrestleMania is kind of the... Usually the end-all be-all for a lot of storylines. Yeah. So, you know, you have a couple things that spill over into rematches, but you don't really set anything up new. At WrestleMania, um, you have your rematches and then it's over. That's it. You know, you go on to new storylines. So it might be a good time for the shakeup. Leave the people that have pending rematches alone, and then just move forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think it's I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm excited to watch Raw. I don't even know what this is. Do they put all the names in a bucket and shake it up and just pick them out? Or this isn't a draft per se, but no, you know, how's it gonna work? Draft. They they've always used draft before. Yeah, so. I like the WWE kind of leaving it a little bit vague. Yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. so you tune in to watch. Right. It's good TV. Shake up. Yeah. Shake it up. So I was wondering if it's like a series of trades, maybe five trades happen or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's something different than a draft. Yeah. yeah. I think I like that. That would be yeah. better. It'll we, be good we've to seen watch. a draft plenty of times. We yeah. really have. And the draft has been kind of the, the same thing right. every time. The same concept. So this is different. Yes. Superstar shake up. What was it that they did that one time with Cena? Like, Eric. first hour of Raw drafted them to SmackDown and like, <laughs> At the end, drafted him back to Raw or something. Him back. Or something. They took him yeah. back. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, technically yeah. both shows on the same night. Yeah, it's like stop that. that that's just wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena. Damn. Um, 
Yeah, uh, it, it was it was great. Uh, what what else? Speaking is, of SmackDown, hey, speaking of SmackDown, noticeably absent was the SmackDown tag team champions from WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah, that's right, the Usos. Let me tell you something about that. For first of all, they they didn't have a match at WrestleMania. They that's were in the I'm Andre saying. the Giant yeah. Battle Royal, so. They, they weren't on SmackDown either. Uh, they weren't on the SmackDown after, so they had this uh, show, Talking Smack. It's on the network shortly after 205 Live on Tuesday nights. So they have people come in and do kind of like shoot interviews. Mm-hmm. Usos came in. Usos were like, what's up, Us? Us means brother, apparently. Okay. Um, yeah. And they were talking to Shane McMahon, like, what up, Us? You know, hey, um, a lot of love, a lot of love, but the tag team champions are not on WrestleMania. What's up with that? And the tag team champions not on Raw or, or SmackDown. What's up with that? You know, and they just kind of said, hey, well, if, after the Superstar Shakeup, if you guys are still here, you know, we'll have you defend the tag team championships against American Alpha and SmackDown. So, they, you know, they need to bring a little bit more life into the SmackDown tag titles. Those titles are so new that... I don't think they wanted to give it too much play, even though I think that would have gotten over a little better than the Intercontinental title did at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. <laughs> yep. But I, I like the Usos uh, as heels, first of all. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. And I do like there's a lot of tag team potential, even though the villains are gone. There's a lot of tag team potential. And uh, What do you feel about that, Big Ugly? Um, you mean about the... Uh, Just the tag team potential or the tag team titles on SmackDown? On SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, they got potential. I mean, you got American Alpha, you got the Usos... Um, man, hold on. Who else do you have? There's more teams over there. They got I the mean, Ascension still uh, over they, there. Yeah, they but got they're kind of dealing with some injuries because Marie Zango, Zach Ryder, and Mojo were a tag team, but they but Zach is injured. Like you said, there's no more Bob villains now. But you said, can I go on a tangent for Zach Ryder for just a minute? Yeah, go ahead. So Zach Ryder's injured, but he's uh, getting himself really, really built up. He's doing well in the in the building up cardio, everything like that. See him on Instagram. What is wrong with him? Him and Emma were together. Like a unit, and he broke up with Emma, or Emma broke. I don't know who broke up with who, but how do you break up with Emma? I didn't know they were together. They were together, and they were together for a couple years, and then they broke up because now Zack Ryder is apparently dating uh, Lauren Van Ness, uh, who is on TNA Impact Wrestling. Hmm. Um, she went through this whole wedding angle recently, and and he's now dating her. So how do you break up with Emma? What happens there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm no. not. I mean, you know, they're, Emma. They're wrestlers, man. They go. I through. don't care. <laughs> I have to say, you got a yeah. you got a relationship. You stick with that. Now I know you got some relationships that are on the same show. Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. Renee Young. You got John Cena and Nikki Bella. You got Jay Uso and Naomi. You know, they all got their relationships. You got Rusev and Lana, who were absent from WrestleMania. Yeah. Was Rusev in the Battle Royal? I believe he's injured. Yeah. I believe he got injured when he faced the Big Show. Okay. Right? Whatever paper, the raw paper. Sure, sure. I, I don't remember seeing Rusev in the Battle Royal yeah, at all. I believe he's injured. The Battle Royal. Let's can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, man. Is that another ahead. tangent? I'm sorry. No, let's do it because we kind of skipped over that. <clears throat> it was on the kickoff show. Mojo Raleigh won. Uh, a lot of good spots with the Rob Gronkowski spot. Yep. You know, outside Gender Mahal. Let's talk about this guy, Gender Jacked Mahal. Yeah, um, my man is Jack. He is Jack. <laughs> I actually Jack. <laughs> was kind of marking out for him to win the World Rumble because he had a lot of spots in there. He did really well. Uh, Braun Strowman had his spots. Big Show kind of had one or two spots and then got eliminated. Fairly very, early for him. Fairly early. For the Big Show. You know, Big Show's at the end of his career. He doesn't need to do too much. Uh, well, and I think the. I mean, they had plans for him to face Shaq, but I yeah. guess whatever happened, that, that broke down. And, you know, Big Show was saying that this could potentially be his last WrestleMania, but I don't yeah. I don't think it's going to be now because 
it, it don't seem like that's the way he's nah, going to go out. I think he can go out on a bigger term, yeah, you know, definitely. a higher profile match. Yeah. Especially the shape he's in now. Wow. Oh, oh man. Just, yeah, they shouldn't let this wait. Yeah. Because yeah. he ain't going to keep, keep that shape forever. No. So forever. don't let it go to waste. Yeah. 375 I mean, and cut. Yeah. First remember time him? in probably 10 years that I've actually been interested in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You remember yeah. him coming into WCW as the giant? As a giant. Yeah, he was, yeah. like, big, lanky. Didn't he die once, like, got pushed off the roof of yeah. a or something? There was a monster <laughs> truck <laughs> match. Yes. Monster <laughs> trucks on the roof of an arena with Hulk Hogan and the giant. Yes. And they pushed each Andre's other son. around. Andre's son. Right. They pushed him, pushed each other around for a while, and then the big show got knocked off the roof. Uh, I think thrown off the roof or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then he came back later on in the same pay-per-view. Fought Hogan in the match. Hogan in the match. Oh, I love WCW and Vince Russo. Come on, man. Uh, so, yeah, no, but the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was what it was. It was on a kickoff show. They did pretty good, you know, for the 20 or 30 guys that they had yeah. in there. Not bad at all. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. So. Yeah. But Mojo Raleigh, I didn't see that one coming. No. Actually. Because he's in the tag team, right? He's well, he was with Zack Ryder. Yeah. But Zack oh, Ryder's right. yeah. hurt. Zack Ryder's hurt, yeah. They were the, uh, I don't know what they were, bros, something like that. Hype brothers. Hype bros, right? Hype brothers. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, again, it was what it was. Got a lot of people on the card, and God bless them all for getting on the card and working. And Jinder Mahal had some good spots in there. Did Mo- it, Mojo what, Raleigh had some was, good uh, spots. Rhino or Heath? Were they on wrestling? They were both in there. Oh, they were in there, okay. Yep. They got uh, eliminated relatively early. Um, but yeah, this is a lot of a lot of stuff going on in Battle Royale. I don't think anybody really took a bump until later on. There may be one or two bumps, but that's it. Yeah. Shouldn't take a bump in a Battle Royale anyway. It's all about going over the top. Yeah, right. pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, and it was interesting. They didn't really turn the set on until, like, uh, lights all on the set and do all that kind of entrance and stuff. Until the actual main show started, when it was getting a little darker. Yeah. Outside. Actually, it was light at the beginning of the Chris Jericho-Kevin Owens match, and then it was dark at the end. Yeah. It got dark there real quick. This brings up a point that you and I talked about a yeah. week or two ago. Is it time to get rid of the pre-show? And just have maybe a 30-minute pre-show with the, with the, the panel? Table, the, yeah, with the panel, and then just, bam, 5.30, jump right into the main card. I, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Because it's like billing it as a pre-show makes you feel like it's less important. You know what I mean? Yeah, they call like, it a kickoff show. Yeah. Right. But, but I understand what so you're saying. To everybody else, that equates to pre-show. Yeah. So, you know, because you're, they're still drawing that differentiation between... Is that... Did I say that right? Whatever. So they're still drawing what? that between... <laughs> so they're still drawing that difference between... Um, the King's English. So <laughs> they're still drawing the difference between what starts the show and, you know, what comes before the show. Yeah. And I feel like you don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Um, and a few people online, oh, not to interrupt it, but a few people online brought up the fact now when you go get the DVD and you hit play, the first match you're going to see is AJ and Shane, which right. is a great match. But what about and Neville? That was a good match. That too, was a know? good match. Right. Neville, Why isn't that the first right. one? What about the IC belt? Yeah. Right. I mean, here's a yeah. here's a champion, like one of the most prestigious belts, and it's on the kickoff show. That yeah, Austin Aries versus Neville, which was a fantastic match. Now, normally the kickoff show, the matches are on the DVD extras. Yeah. they're yeah. there. But when you hit play, right, the first thing you're going to see is AJ and Shane, yeah. and that's which, fine. But it just you missed three great matches. Oh, I feel it. Yeah, and especially uh, definitely. Uh, uh, Neville versus Austin Aries, fantastic oh, yeah. match. 
Um, that's probably number one. Number two, the kickoff was a battle royal. Number three um, was the IC, but which is exactly how kind of went, kind of went mm-hmm. down in uh, importance. And then it came up. The come up match was AJ versus Shane, which again can't say enough about that match. Right. Good match. So yeah, let's let let's get rid of the kickoff and let's just have a panel yeah. for however long, and then let's just start the main show. Get let's, this thing over before midnight. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Jumping around on a tangent. Jumping but tangent. We, but we talked about JR a little earlier. We did. Mar Ronaldo is out right now. Why not put JR on SmackDown? Yeah. Mamma mia. Um, now, all right. First, before I get into that, have you guys heard this? That Mar kind of had has been having like a mental break and that yeah. JBL's been bullying him? Yeah. Yes. I've read that online too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, yep. that shocked me because... I, all right, I know that JBL has a reputation for bullying people, <laughs> but it's like, first, I didn't think that JBL was still doing that, considering, you know, he's no longer a re- in the wrestling locker room, right. you know. And then I'm like, I'm thinking of Mauro Ronaldo, and I'm like, Mauro has a lot of, quote-unquote, street cred. Like, you know, he, yeah. he's been an announcer for what would be considered real sports. Right. So it's like, how do you bully somebody that, you know, has announced, you know, MMA and boxing and stuff like that, like... Could it be an ego thing that JBL's got this pro wrestler ego, you know, that he's had for so long and Marwanalo doesn't have an ego? He came from the legitimate sports world. Why is that allowed in a company that has an anti-bullying campaign? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because you have, I mean, you have to know this is going on. Yeah. You know. And is JBL going to get a slap on the wrist for this? Of course. Because it's JBL. It's JBL. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to see that going on. I I like Mauro Nalo, yeah. Honestly, I thought yeah. he brought a different yeah. flavor over into um, SmackDown. Either that, what's his name, Tom Phillips? Yes, I, I like him too. He's, he's okay. okay. Yeah, and he's been brought up to the main announcer stage. So yeah. he's he's on the Michael Cole level now. Even yeah. though Michael Cole's got twenty years of experience, he, he reminds me of a mini Michael Cole. <laughs> I think that that's why I'm not a hugest Tom Phillips fan because I, I don't see much of a difference between. Him, like he just reminds me of Michael Cole. Like I, I don't know. Michael Cole's got a little bit more personality and a little bit more character to him at this point in time. Yeah. Tom Phillips can lead though. He does a very good job. Yeah, I think he does. And Morrow, uh, hopefully, we'll see him come back in some kind of role at some point in time. So you think yeah. he'll come back? I, mean, I hope so. I like him. I do. I like the. I like the difference. They could probably yeah. put him on roll, separate him from yeah, separate, separate him, him from, from JBL. JBL. Yeah. yeah, if that's where he's having the problem, and then just make sure that Corey Graves doesn't abuse him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, but do you think I don't know if they do that? Would they switch out Michael Cole to put him on SmackDown for tomorrow? I mean, that's like their flagship commentator. No, well, play. maybe that's, not. But they might shake up commentators too. You never that's a know. Big call. I mean, they got David Otongo on SmackDown and Byron Saxton on Raw. Why not get rid of one of them? I don't. I don't mind Saxton actually. Saxton's good. I don't like Otunga. Otunga adds nothing to it. Yeah. in my opinion. I like the bickering between Graves and Saxton. I think that they play off each other well. They do. Um, but Otunga. Like I said, he doesn't add anything. No. He sits like there. Yeah, when the camera there. shots are on him, he says nothing. Right. And so when he doesn't add anything into the proceedings. Right. When, <laughs> yeah. when he starts talking, it's just like, shut up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad they broke it back down to three announcers. Four was way yes. too many. Sometimes three can be too much. Three? Uh, I'm, it depends on the three. Yeah. If they work well off of each other, I'm okay with that. I mean, you can't get back to the classic, you know, of, uh, you know, Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon. You yep. can't ever get back to that kind of stuff. Or Vince and Jesse. Yep. You know, uh, but these... J.R. and King. J.R. and King. Thank you. Um, I can't see 
any more than three being accessible at all. But it's got to be the right three. Yep. He said. Yeah. I think they, did they only do the four because they were getting ready for Ronaldo to get out? Is that why? It might have been. They were just kind of getting time in there to kind of get people used to hearing his voice again? Might have been that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and I do I do like Nigel McGinnis on NXT, even though he messed up a little bit. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> They got Percy Watson over there, former NXT superstar, but now commentator, so that's pretty cool. Ah, swig of water. So, man, it's just been a great five days of uh, professional wrestling all around, everything WWE. And it's I'm excited to see the superstar shake up. I'm excited to see what's coming up on NXT. You need to watch NXT, Big Ugly. I know. You know, know, you got to get into this. And um, we got some great stuff coming up. WWE Payback, which I believe is a Raw pay-per-view coming up later this month. And they have a SmackDown pay-per-view coming up in May. And then WWE Extreme Rules in Baltimore, Maryland on uh, June the 4th. And then two weeks after that, Money in the Bank, which I think... I don't know if that's a SmackDown pay-per-view, if that's a joint one. Because yeah. they want to do a Money in the Bank for both titles, I would think. So, Or right. both title opportunities. Right, because this will be the first time. Money, yeah, I think they'll probably combine it. I hope they would. Because SummerSlam is going to be combined, definitely. Yeah, oh, The big four are always combined. Yeah, big yeah. four are always combined. But what else? Anybody, who, who else has got this? You know, we talk about anything. NXT, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown. Anybody came up, gone down, left. Anybody got anything? I got one more thing. You got one more, one more thing. Because yeah. we could talk all night. We could. But, uh, we, could. we appreciate the Dirty Only Wrestling listeners uh, hanging out with us. But what you got, Jam and Jason? Do you think it's time to break like the tag division off and the women's division and kind of give them their own shows like 205 Live? Or you still sprinkle them in on Raw and SmackDown, but you actually also give them their own shows on the network? Hmm. Hmm. One, t- one tag title, one women's title. I kind of like that, but going big ugly. Uh, I would say women's, yes, tag team, I would be a little reluctant. Um, I, I feel like you have enough. I feel like you have enough women that you can break them off, and that way they're not getting slighted yep. on any time. Um, but tag teams, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, I, I feel like the tag teams work well in. The environment because I, I like tag matches. Like I like the mix up between seeing singles matches yeah. and then seeing tag team matches. Like yeah. I need that that variety. So to like have them be in there on a sporadic basis, I don't know if I like that. Like only just watching single matches most of the time. Like well, you'd still uh, sprinkle them in. Like they right. sprinkle the cruiserweights in. Yeah. So you would still yeah. sprinkle them in on Raw, but have but their give own them a specific, and then almost have it like. Like the Intercontinental and Heavyweight title. You have a two-tier. Instead of having a Raw and SmackDown tag title, you'd yeah. have an Intercontinental tag title. And that would be for some of the newer guys coming in. And then you'd have the top one with the Hardys, you know. Right, person. right. Hmm. I, I think that's I'm a, for an interesting that, that show. That is an interesting show. I can mean, shake things <laughs> yeah, up. That, right. You know? That's a true shake-up. Because yeah. I really feel like they have a ton of tag teams. Yeah. They really do. But Well, speaking to speaking on that point, um, I heard that they are doing a women's tournament yeah, similar that's to right. The cruiserweight, so yeah, they did the cruiserweight tournament. Thirty-two competitors last year on the network, and they're doing a specific women's tournament. Thirty-two women competitors, some from Raw, some from SmackDown, some from NXT, but a lot of them coming from all over the world, yeah. uh, different companies, different countries, different independents, and it's gonna break it all down. And I don't know what the prize is for that. I don't know if it's a championship or just a trophy or something like that. But yeah, that's neat. That's an entire network special in itself. Yep, and they're gonna let those women go. Now, they've let some of these women go on Raw and SmackDown, and it's been pretty good, but they're going to let these women go yeah, um, and have matches that are beyond belief and hopefully get them signed for more things in any of the companies. 
So I think that's going to be cool. Yeah. They just announced that this past weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. Are they? Is that UK? Like, do they have it on? The, is that on the WWE Network? Like that? Remember they had that big UK tournament, right? Have they? Does that have its own show on the network right now? Not yet. Okay. But uh, they may be doing some offshoots in uh, Great Britain or London or England or whatever the case may yeah. be. But they may be putting it on their version of the network because they have the network now. So hopefully right. that they're adding in maybe maybe a show for them over there. Kind of like Two Hundred Five has added in over here for us. Yeah. So maybe they're doing some kind of a show where they tape something in succession and then put it in over there because they still have the UK title and right. that was a pretty interesting and entertaining tournament does anybody want to eat Jimmy John's after watching Brock Lesnar no no, no, no. <laughs> he's got it all over his shirt all over his tights he's got like a 20 year deal with Jimmy John's what's WWE let him keep right so I, you know I was wondering that I was wondering how long this deal is because I was like I know he started this deal back when he was in his first MMA round back when UFC used to actually let you do those deals and wear your own sponsors. It's either 10 or 20. I heard the big yeah. number with the zero on it. Right, yeah. But it's just like, it's just weird that Jimmy Johns picked an MMA fighter yeah. to sponsor. And it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I, I don't know. Brock! And like, you, you never see him come out eating a Jimmy John's sandwich. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe after WrestleMania he should. You know, yeah. it's like, I ain't got to yeah. worry about Brock Goldberg. I've never no seen him on a commercial. Like, I I don't know. Would, I would watch a Goldberg, uh, I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar and Jimmy John's commercial. I think that would be entertaining. Yeah. Speaking Hall of, man, you mentioned Goldberg. I did want to say this and I forgot. Man, they are not putting enough guards outside his room. All right. Like, when he came off of WrestleMania, I should have seen like 16 guys walk him <laughs> to the ring. And it was like the same old six. I was like, this is WrestleMania. Like, come on, man. Triple H has been escorted H by, took all the guards. by a motorcycle policeman. And my man gets six fake security guards. Like, should have been 16 of them. <laughs> like, all right. That's just just for the spectacle. Oh, like, I hear you. No. Because WCW sometimes, they would... They would Get a big yeah, set, entourage. Yeah, of big entourage. Depending on you know when what what the show was. So man, I was like that. Was, that should have happened. <laughs> it could have happened. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's let's talk about this. They had some commercials. They've had the Snickers commercials going with all of the different superstars on the like Snickers that. commercials. Did you see James Ellsworth had one? There was a commercial where he was working out in the gym, and he was he was not using any of the equipment or the rosin right or anything like that. And then something like after he ate a Snickers bar, he actually transmorphed into uh, Charlotte, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch a James Ellsworth Snicker commercial. Oh, boy. That man, you know, again, and I got my own thoughts about that, but he's an independent professional wrestler that I actually worked with and worked for, and he is was now at access he was on wrestlemania he had his name up in the wrestlemania he got a spot in wrestlemania in the ring on the main show i thought he was going to jump in and win the women's title i thought that would have been really funny but you know whatever but that it kind of goes to show you you know goldberg can come back after 12 years a guy of james ellsworth's caliber can get up there and, and make an impact so wwe is a land of opportunity anything can happen <laughs> yeah what, what what do you think? Will they ever do anything with him? Because I mean, he he's he's just been a joke. And I, um, I like, do you think they'll actually give him? Because even when he has matches, they aren't like they they weren't like they're real not matches. matches. Yeah. They're not matches. So like, will they actually give him a fighting chance? Nope. No. Any man with two hands can have a gimmick and a character, but not a fighting chance. Right. Okay. No. I mean, it is what it is. I'm, it I'm is. sure he still enjoys it either way. I mean, he just got a WrestleMania moment. 
So this is entertainment. You need a spot for that kind. Of, that's not necessarily yeah. Gaga, but it is different. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So you know when he had his run with John Cena and AJ Styles and all these people, they got a lot of they got a lot of flavor out of that. You know, it worked yeah. for a while. But once that storyline was over, obviously they had nothing to do with him. But they signed him to an exclusive contract for at least a year. So put him with Carmella. You know. Totally unlikely. Give him a little bit of steam and give her a little bit of steam. Yes, because I, I felt like she needed it. And she it's did. Funny, and it's funny, but somebody like James Ellsworth, I think, gives her a little more steam. It does, because it makes her look better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I see Carmella uh, being one of these women that wins the title yeah. within the next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I she's going to have yeah. that steam. So he's the heater for her. He I, is her <laughs> heater. That's right. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, he's crazy. in main event matches. He beats AJ Styles three or four times, and now he is Carmella's heater. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me take a look at Jam and Jason's list because uh, we, we did some uh, – Because uh, uh, how long have we been going here? How are we doing? Man, 150. That's about wow. right for us. Yeah. So let's start wrapping it up. Let's just go into anything here that we have. Um, I'm just going through the list. And, again, I apologize for missing out on the quick results with uh, Triple H and Seth Rollins because it was it was pretty entertaining. Again, not my favorite match on the show, but pretty entertaining. Um, yeah. AJ, Shane McMahon, match of the night, my opinion, good stuff. Um, Hardy Boys coming out, great stuff. Miz oh, got one more thing over, about the Hardy stuff. Boys. Yeah, let's do Did it. Did you notice they timed that at approximately 9 o'clock when the Walking Dead finale was coming on? I was wondering if... Really? really? Yeah, it was approximately maybe 8.55, 8.58 yeah. or so. I, and I, was I like, didn't forget. I was like, are you trying to like not make people flip the channel? Vince, <laughs> Vince probably doesn't even know what the Walking Dead is. I don't what's, know, but remember, that? remember when they shuffled that pay-per-view <clears throat> around for the debate? They really did. So yeah. I was, it just made me think. I was just wondering. But, I mean, that's the debate. That's like... Yeah. Walking Dead's pretty... I mean, the only other things going on that night, Walking Dead was going on, and I think the American Country Music yeah. Awards or something like that. Yep, that was happening. And that was going on. So could that have been strategically placed? I don't know. But they timed things out pretty well. But at this point, you got to think to yourself, um, you're not met... All right, so let's say, let's say people decide to change the channel, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's a pay-per-view. You already got their money because they're subscribed to the network. Yep. What's it What's it hurting? They can go back and watch it. I mean, you're putting this stuff up for people to rewatch anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like, what does WWE lose out on? If it's a Raw, you know, I get it because yeah. they're looking at ratings. But, I mean, it's a network pay-per-view mostly that you're counting on. So you got you got them. Yeah. You got them. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean... It could be. You got them already. They already paid their money. They're already on the network. But a lot of people, I did notice, a lot of people were logging into the network at certain times. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, definitely at the 7 o'clock hour when everything started, a lot of people logged on. I'm sure a lot of people logged on when, uh, you know, because John Cena is very popular. A lot of people, oh, John Cena's on the fire. Yeah, John Cena. Now, I heard the network had some problems. Um, did that problem? Network had a few issues. Yeah. That's, um, but that's, that's... Issues doing the Raw women's match. Yeah. It's totally slowed down i lost it a few times but what what happens is especially with wrestlemania and the big four that's when like you get a swarm of people logging in and i don't know if they are preparing properly for the whatever it's called the bandwidth or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it um maybe yeah, maybe I, not I but they they, they, yeah. they gotta understand they got a million subscribers now or whatever it is they gotta prepare for the i think, I think they're saying they might have hit two million two million could potentially be? yeah and they could have all those subscribers, and they gotta understand that they're gonna have a lot of different internet connections, a lot of different mobile devices, a lot of different things. So they gotta prepare for that. Um, when you had a pay per view, unless you lost a pay per view provider, which happens sometimes, Jam Jason. That happened to us. Yeah, it did happen to us. Um, and we would be on the phone calling. Yeah. God damn it! Pal. What, <laughs> what the hell? 
<laughs> Pay-per-view. Damn it. Give us our money back. No, I'm sorry. That, that did Vince just comes out every now, ever yeah. since listening yeah. to the Bruce Prichard podcast. I can't not do it. Yeah. You know? It's great. Hogan must pose, pal. Spend my days working uh, hard on the go. Wait, you know what's funny? He sings that all the time. Who saw who who sung that? You don't remember that? You remember that song? Sing it in. Spend my days working hard oh, okay. on the go, yeah. but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Yep, yep. So I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. That was good. Yeah. That was pretty good right there. Yeah. So initially, that was Jeff Jarrett's song. Yes. Right? When he wanted to, after he changed his gimmick up a little bit in the WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, sorry. Uh, so it was initially Jeff Jarrett's song, but then there was a controversy between Jeff Jarrett and his roadie, who was the road dog, yeah, you know, Jesse James, the road yeah, dog. Yeah. So it was like, who actually sang it? But it was actually road dog Jesse James who actually performed that song. Cause, yeah. Right. Because, okay, yes. Right, because Jim Johnston wrote it, because yeah. Jim Johnston writes everything, WWE. But the road dog Jesse James sang that song, and then they had a little feud over the song or whatever the case may be. But it was initially Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Wait, no. I thought Road Dog wrote the song because when he was on JBL's little, he uh, did, but it was a storyline. Oh, Jeff the storyline. The storyline was that Jeff Jarrett wrote the song. Okay, for right. himself, and he was trying to get a push into Nashville or whatever the case may yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I'm saying because you said Jim Johnston wrote it in real life. Is that, is that, uh, that's I what thought, I heard. I, I heard he, he didn't write it. Maybe he had some influence into it. Okay. Maybe he wrote the music, not the actual not lyrics, lyrics for the song. Right. Because that's a that's definitely a Jim Johnson yeah. song. Because apparently Road Dog can actually sing. So he can. Yeah. Road Dog very entertaining. Now he's an agent for the WWE. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Spend my day. Sorry. <laughs> they gotta bring Billy Gunn back, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. He he was a one of the trainers down in NXT. Yeah. One of the main creative people, and they let him go. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I got to work with him actually shortly after that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like it's steroids. Like, come on, it's like it happens. Yeah, you know, we got we got uh, you know tapes with uh, sexual encounters coming out, and then people were and still, people still got their jobs, right? People so, still got so their like, jobs. Yeah, Damn it. I mean, come on. I think. Wonder with Paige. I wonder if she actually just went off into the sunset with Alberto Del Rio, who I think they're married now. Yeah, I heard something they were getting. Married. Yeah, they got married. Yeah. Um, and from what I know, it's supposed to happen like that. That like this past week, the yeah. week before WrestleMania, yeah, um, they like rushed it because of this whole scandal. Sex. Yeah, scandal. Um, but I mean, apparently she's still recouping from that neck injury. So who knows if they'll bring her back? It was already kind of bad blood between them. Because yeah. remember, she got suspended, didn't she? She did before she and got. They actually, and stuff? yeah, just started the next part of the season of Total Divas, and Paige is one of the main characters on there. Yeah. And so is Eva Marie, and I don't think Eva Marie has a job anymore. I think yeah, she's she, gone she too. Won, yeah, she won it out. Yeah, that's a shame because she she I mean she's got a lot of other ventures too, but that's a shame because yeah. she was starting to starting to learn, starting to get over, mm-hmm. and she's well, gone too. I don't think she was ever really committed. Remember, if you remember the early season of Total Divas, a lot of the divas would be upset with her because she was always making arrangements to do other things, yeah. trying to set herself up for the future, and they felt like she wasn't paying enough attention to what she was doing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not shocked that she used. Pretty much the WWE for leverage. Got what she wanted. She didn't feel like, you know, I don't know where she didn't. She didn't feel like they had her where she wanted to be. So I just want to say I kind of liked the gimmick last year on SmackDown where they would make this huge entrance for her and she would come out and then she would feign an injury or something yeah. like that. That was that was, that was good. That was man. a good TV gimmick. Yeah, yep. I was excited to see how she was going to get her way out of it next. Yep, and then it just stopped, just gone. But you know, hey, Eva Marie, God bless her. So yeah, this has been. A great podcast. We had a lot of fun talking about WrestleMania. 
and all things WrestleMania. Coming up in the near future on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, more interviews. We're going to have that photography episode that we talked about. I think we have motivational speaker Brian Thomas. We're going to have an interview with him, which is a new thing. Um, We're going to have hashtag Pat Anthony answering uh, some things that have been talked about by TJ Sykes recently in Desert Storm uh, from EWA Pro Wrestling. We're going to have uh, hashtag Pat Anthony back on the podcast. We're going to have some new EWA Pro Wrestling interviews coming out. We've had a lot of interest from the EWA roster, which is being shaken up now as we speak. EWA Pro Wrestling, but we're still going to be around. Still going to be doing things. Desert Storm's still going to be watching from afar because that's what he does. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. What, how are we going to cap off this podcast? Now, you already used your one time when you used the we're not right, we're not I wrong, did. we're just fans. Um, but, uh, oh, go ahead, Big Ugly. Before we go, can oh. I just, we just didn't mention one one person. I just want to Did we out. miss something? We didn't kind of miss it, but this guy on the TV right now, what happens next for Chris Jericho? Is The is, Ayatollah of rock, rock and roll. Right. Do you think he rides off now for a little bit, go with Fozzie, now that his big feud with Owens is... Supposed is it blown to. off or no? They're supposed to have a rematch yeah. actually at Payback. But oh. as I mentioned a little earlier, Samoa Joe and um, Kevin Owens jumped Chris Jericho in the back, which opened the door for Finn Balor to make a comeback. Uh, so I, I don't know. I would like to see more of Jericho, especially since he turned face. Um, I just think Jericho is good at everything. He's Got the it. best in the world at what he does. Yep, yeah. legit. That's a shoot. Um, so he's about to get jumped here because we're watching. And uh, like, can we talk about Charlie Caruso for a minute? Oh my god, that's the uh, that's the uh, interviewer right interviewer, there. Interviewer, right? That's so like, we didn't talk about up. Finn, man. Finn we're we're talking about that. Renee Young's kind of up on the upper echelon. Charlie Caruso's coming up under her. So Finn is back. Yeah, Finn uh, won the Universal Title, got injured, left, and he's been wrestling a lot of house shows. And Finn Balor is back. Look, look pretty good too. And I think he's going to leave the demon gimmick for the major pay per views. Oh, cool. Just like yeah, we said. Like awesome. He came That's out in the leather, yeah. and that was it. Um, he came out to the same gimmick. Came out to a big pop. Looked really good in the ring. I, one thing about Finn Balor, I'll tell you right now, is right now there's no. He's got the gimmick and everything like that, but there's really no juice behind him right now because there's no specific place for him. He's a definitely an upper echelon guy. He can definitely mix it up with any of them, but I think it's going to be the next kind of storyline that he puts into that's going to make or break him. Yes. Because he could be one of those guys that came up with all this hype and all this and kind of fall into the mid-card. I don't want that to happen either, just like with the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Like you said, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. The Hardy Men. Right. I mean, his that demon gimmick and stuff is special, but also I think Finn Finn's got work to do as far as what who he is without the demon gimmick. You know, yeah. all right, we know the demon gimmick's going to come at the good at the pay per views, at the big pay per views. Right. right. So who you know who's the entertaining Finn Balor when you're not turning into the demon? You know, can he pull that part off? Right. That's something I haven't seen from him even in NXT. It's like, you know, and NXT appreciates people just for their wrestling value. Exactly. Down there. But that's but, a smaller crowd. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, for the people that don't really know Finn Balor on a larger scale, when you're in front of 15,000 people, you got to be entertaining when larger you are. Larger than life. Right. That demon. Do you think you see a character coming out of him other than the demon? <coughs> Jamie oh, Jason? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a big thing is going to be, I just hope he's not one of these injury-prone guys. That's my biggest fear. Yeah, he had an injury once or twice down in NXT, yeah. and then he came up on the main roster and got one right off the bat. Yeah, and I just fear it's the whole Daniel Bryan thing uh, all over again where, that's a shame okay, we're going <laughs> to, you have the belt. and now Yeah, we're going to push you, and then, oh, you're out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's my biggest fear. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a heater for whoever's coming up. For now. I think that he could jump back into the title picture eventually, but he's going to be a heater. Yeah, I mean, now that you didn't put the title on Brock, yeah, I mean, that's a wrap. They're not they're not putting Finn in that title picture no, right now. No, so. I don't see Finn versus Brock yeah, at all. It's more no. Finn versus Owens. Yes. Yes. You know, that's... Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to hook him up with some another NXT guy. I think after this Jericho feud fizzles off, I think that's what's going to be. Yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, um, unless they do the new evolution, yeah, and the new evolution. But with Chris Jericho, you know, no matter what he does, do you know what happens? Do you know what happens when Chris Jericho is on TV right now, and we're, we're talking about Chris Jericho? Do you know what happens? What happens? Listen to this. I don't know if this microphone could pick this up. A click. That was me clicking a pen, and that gets a pop every time he clicks the pen. Do you know what happens? You just made the list. I don't. I think I went like Kermit the Frog there a minute. I'm sorry about that. You just made the list, son. Um, wasn't it great to see the countdown again? Just made the ah, list. Yes. Made the list, pal. Yeah. <laughs> made the list, pal. Yes, I didn't expect that when Jericho's entrance hit the countdown from ten nine eight seven six. That's an old school Jericho. Yep. yep. That was neat. That was Y two Y two J Y two J ish. And and can we talk about that ramp for just one more minute? That eighty five yard ramp that was an entire video production in itself. You being a video production guy, you had to have liked all that. The lights and the set, the way the WrestleMania sign was like the uh, Universal Orlando, like the yeah. world thing, and the WrestleMania wrapped around that. That was neat. That was cool. Yeah. And I mean, when certain people came down, like Orton came down, the snake kind of followed him down yes. and stuff. Like, yeah. It did. It cool. And when uh, Seth Rollins came out with the torch, which could have been the ceremonial passing of the torch, Triple H, yeah. Seth Rollins, he actually lit the stage on fire, Michael yeah. Cole, and the fire went all the way down the ramp. Yep. How about that? That, that was cool. neat. They used it for every individual entrance. Yeah. It I, was really cool. I didn't understand the all gold with Seth Rollins. I was like, what is this? I've never seen him wear all gold. He's done all white yeah. before, which yeah, was white. more him. Yeah. But I think because of maybe, I'm not sure if it's just because it was an outdoor stadium, it needed to pop a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Not sure. Yeah, I was just like, gold? Okay. Goldberg. Um, yeah, so... I, I tell you what. Oh, by the way, the, the talking smack that comes on after SmackDown, they have a raw talk, which is very similar to that. And the Hardys came out on that. And they were sort of out of – they weren't in the uh, the broken characters. They were kind of themselves. But they did get a couple of broken words in there. And Matt Hardy still got the little smile with a ha ah. He still got the gray streak in his hair. <laughs> yeah, he does. So yeah. it'll be interesting. And we'll be talking about that on future podcasts. Hopefully we see the broken Hardys I hope so. come nice, back nice out. I hope, man. So we are going to – Leave you with that. Uh, please send us comments uh, on our Facebook page at Dirty Ugly Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, please send us emails, dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. Please send us on Twitter, which is at DU Wrestling Podcast. At DU Wrestling Podcast. Dirty Ugly Wrestling is on Twitter. The Twitter. Um, and just let us know how you feel about this. What do you feel about WrestleMania? What was your favorite match, moments, things like that? Let us know. We'll give you a shout-out on the next show, Jam. Jason, you did that several times. We gave you a shout-out. Now you're on the podcast. That's right, yeah. So you could be on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We like guests. We like visitors. Sometimes unwelcome, like the supremacy. But, yeah, it happens. It's true. Big Ugly, have you had a good year doing this with me? Oh, yeah. Has it's this been true. fun? It's damn it's true, damn isn't true. it? And we're going to keep doing it, right? Absolutely. Because you got other ventures outside of this, and we know you're a very busy yeah, man. man. But we can't end the podcast, man. No, we ain't going we're nowhere. We're still blowing up. 
and it is blowing up. And we want to thank you that we got so many, so many downloads and continual downloads, even of our archived episodes. Go back and check them out. Um, the TJ one, TJ interview, definitely check that out. Wow, yeah. Any, any fan of the EWA needs to listen to that. Any fan of EWA pro wrestling or just professional wrestling in general? Yes. That interview, and that was kind of coming off the heels of Desert Storm and Apollo Crews, and then TJ Sykes wanted to just jump in there, and he he asked for that. And that's a man who's kicked me in the face yes. and held a knife to my throat. But you know what? It's all good. You did kick him, too. Yeah, I did kick him. And we shook hands yeah. right in front of you. You saw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a witness to that reconciliation. Man, and that was a that was a good interview. Check out the TJ Sykes interview. Check out Storm and Apollo Crews. Uh, check out every archived episode, and we're going to have new, more interviews coming up in the near future. But for now, we've taken up about two hours of your time, which is five hours less than WrestleMania. So share this, like this, follow this, subscribe to this. What is it? iTunes? iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud's where we were born, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check us out. And Jam and Jason, how you feel about this? Uh, I feel great. You've been on your second podcast. Second here. podcast. Would great you come back and talk I, to us again? I would definitely come back. Yeah. Definitely. If you guys would have me, I'll be back. Would we absolutely. have Jam and Jason? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There we go. It's great. Part of the podcast. Man. All right. Thanks Thank you, guys. Better. Thank you. So Thank he's you. dirty or ugly? Because <laughs> I'm dirty. You're ugly. Yeah. So I'm, is it the so, Dirty Ugly Jamming Podcast? There you go. That's All right. Like <laughs> dirty Ugly Jamming Podcast. Yeah. Dirty Thank Jamming you. Ugly Jamming Dirty. Hey, man, you got sick jamming, jamming with somewhere. the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. There ah! Boom! There it is. That's T-shirts. That's My it. girlfriend needs to do some, you know, more uh, stationary and cards. It's jamming with the dirty, ugly wrestling. How do you like that? I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's when you win. We all share it on Facebook and everything. That's how you get yep. out. Jamming was Jason was jamming. Yep. I love it. So we thank you, Big Ugly. What are your final words for us on this WrestleMania edition of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Jamming with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast? Delete. <laughs> if you hit the delete button, we're going to lose this podcast. We're going to do it all over again. So uh, we're going to end this one as we always do with uh, the saying of three, two, one. Deuces. That's two people that said it. That's cool. Deuces. Here's to year two. ha, ha, ha.